Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's formally kick this one off. Sold out episode nine. Um, two. Uh, I don't want to call you guys guests because obviously uh, Brian, GFNF co-owner, partner, McKay, kind of a guest. Uh, one of our primary administrators, admins uh, within GFNF, and obviously a great friend to us. Um, known you for a couple of years, even even a whole year and a half prior to gfnf starting so yeah. it's awesome man super happy to have you out and, and have you on the show and uh as far as topics you've got a lot a lot to hit but i don't know if you want to just introduce yourself how you got into reselling um and then yeah we can dive right into it after that so i'm mckay um an admin gfnf been with gfnf since like i don't know two days after you guys made the server mm-hmm Started as a member. I don't know. I, I knew Garrett because you and I had done some stuff for Bricks and other groups before. And mm-hmm. then um, you brought me on for, you know, doing Bricks stuff in GFNF. I never stopped doing that. Now I just do that and a lot more. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's who I am. It's awesome. How did you first get into reselling, like, in the first place? What even brought you into the, the scene? Dude, it was just Supreme. It was like Brian. I oh, just, really? Dude, I'd just sit in the school library and we'd go for Supreme drops. Okay. Like, Supbot, dude. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. And then it just kind of, yeah. just, I feel like that's just such a natural path that people come in. So you know? many people get into yeah. reselling first. Like, e- even Vince, the first, other than like CSGO skins, it was it was Supreme, the first thing that got you into it as well. Yep. Not that I wanted it, but that somebody it was, posted it. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what are they it doing? It caught your interest. Yeah, why it was are like, they posting this stuff? Yep, because it was profitable, lucrative. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, awesome, man. Super happy to have you out. Um, Yeah, topically, dude, uh, stuff's been pretty crazy. Of course, we know. um, Topically, yeah. Yeah, as far as Topic yeah, one, yeah, the yeah. conversation of topics, you would say, yeah. Bri- I'm, Bri- just, I'm gonna just. I know there's I'm words. Gonna make fun of Garrett's. Dude, there's words with more day. than two syllables on it. Day. Brian, topically, I actually we taught Brian that recently that there's words that have more than two syllables. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. As far as uh, <laughs> Nike, uh, Vice President, VP of North America, Ann Hebert, um, I believe it's pronounced, formally stepped down. Rumors are, of course, that she was, you know, prompted or, or told, forced to step down via, or basically fired via Nike due to uh, an intricate story that I, I guess uh, I can I can start with just a couple years back. The um, the the dude West Coast Joe is his nickname, Joe, Joe Hebert, uh, West Coast Bricks, West Coast Streetwear on on Instagram. West Coast Bricks is one of his groups, I yeah, believe. West Bricks, yep. West yeah, West, West, West Notify, Notify, West yep. Bricks. Yep, exactly. So yeah, a lot of people. Uh, he, he got some notoriety and um, steam behind his name a couple of years back from like flexing super hard on the timeline, flexing just massive massive amounts of shoes and, and hauls from like both nike adidas um his, his warehouse operation was impressive i mean he was, it was those deck pictures you yeah, know he had that out on his patio had that that back backyard deck where that he was just he twitter would, banner he would fill the whole you know the whole fill frame, the whole view mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it was crazy yeah that was his twitter banner for Lots a while too so he was he was showing that off, and uh, I guess there were some people that were aware that he ha- obviously had some type of connection with Nike. Like there was always uh, rumors and whispers of that. But relatively recently, there was a what was the publication? Um, Bloomberg, right? Bloomberg, Bloomberg Business yeah. Week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bloomberg Business Week. Which essentially, is big. Huge, I, like huge I would publication. say, much bigger than Business Insider, yeah, which is where most of the shit bigger, pops honestly. off. Yeah, I exactly. Way, I mean, yeah, my dad read it. You know, he he heard about it. Yeah, so. it's huge. 
essentially what happened was this this article was published Bloomberg Business Week and a, as a result uh according to the journalist Joe Hebert called him and and he supposedly saw Ann Hebert's name on the caller ID mm-hmm. on his phone and according to the journalist that is what prompted him to look into it and find like who exactly Ann was how prominent she was at Nike in you know the whispers are that the guy used some like doc software and 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 like looked really? up his phone number yeah uh, wow. yeah and just like basically that the journalist was like kind of malicious with his intention and it wasn't just purely circumstantial it's it's not that hard though to be honest man i mean right. there's sites out there where you can do like people searching and stuff well that's people, just it. people like lose touch with family members and there's tools out there to do that you know yeah i don't maybe i don't think he necessarily like you know, did something hardcore. I think it was probably I don't, fairly. Easy. Oh, I don't think it needed to be hardcore yeah, because Joe. Like, easy. I literally think the phone number that he called from was just under his mom's name. Well, dude, he simply under okay, his mom's so like, Verizon contract who, or whatever. Who has caller ID one? It must have been like yeah, it must have been true. like a home phone. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you call from a home? phone? Or maybe line, like his you know? office. He probably called like maybe called his office phone or something. That's just weird. Wired yeah. his caller When's ID. When's the last time you you had caller ID? You know. My only thought is if it's a wired office phone. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. He must call from a landline, which right. who does that? Um, but yeah, in, in summary, what ended up happening was uh, the at that point when the journalist found the, that connection, uh, Joe basically like ceased communication, cut communication um, w- with the journalist, but it was, it was too late at that point. The article got, got pushed out. People started, you know, putting two and two together, connecting like Joe's mom and with, uh, West bricks, West notify and all those giant flex pictures that have yeah. been circulating the timeline for a couple of years. People put two and two together. The optic of the entire situation w- was horrible. You know what I mean? O- obviously it looks, it looks terrible. Even if, even if none of those pairs were backdoored, it's optically. Yeah, uh, I think it was just the optic. It's super yeah, damaging. Proven, like she helped. Exactly. Other than using her. Well, her name. They, they even card. they, they yeah. even like addressed and said that like she had disclosed this to Nike corporate. So like right. they knew yeah. that her son had this like conflict yeah. of interest type of thing, which kind of look my, my no one take, actually knows what she disclosed. Look, yeah, and I'll be the first yeah. to say I think there's some things in that article that are probably a little embellished. Probably there's stuff going on behind the scenes because my first thought when I read the article was. Wow, like this journalist, whoever it was, like really tried to fuck this guy. Mm -hmm. Because he explicitly said at one point, like, hey, I don't want my mother to be mentioned here. Can you keep this out of it? And they just said, fuck, no. Yeah, exactly. You're toast. Like they just decided to roast this guy. And I don't know, that was my first thought. Like, I guess that's what some journalists do. I guess thought it would make a big story, you know? And it worked. I mean, he he obviously made he obviously made a colossal mistake in my mind in in doing this whole thing in the first place and and the information that he provided. But like my first thought was like, wow, like Bloomberg, whoever this journalist was, just decided to out this kid completely. In theory, you you could argue that that is just what actual journalism is is yeah. finding the yeah. real truth yeah. behind stories that you're hitting so i mean I yes think there's I, wholesome there was, journalism out of there course, though, you know there I was mean, definitely some you malicious the word malicious yeah, yeah there was, was definitely, definitely some malicious, malicious like but yeah, then again like there was uh some really questionable things so uh, a few things with ann's position she only mm. relatively recently got promoted to yes, vp of april North- 2020 yes uh-huh. yeah. yep exactly so relatively it was within the past year she was promoted to vp um, 
you guys remember roughly a year ago the news about Nike uh, like shifting towards direct to consumer? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So Anne was like formally recognized to be put in that position, leading the charge uh, of of transitioning things to a direct to consumer. So like literally all that means is just cutting out like third party mom and pops, uh, you know, less stock going through Foot Locker, yeah, less, less Foot Locker, less to the boutiques. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So it's, it's t- optically twofold bad due to that because it's like, Anne's role is, you know what I mean? So, She's like cutting out small businesses while, you know, her son's business is flourishing right. via her connection. Like it's just not a good look. So, Maybe so, via her connection. Yeah. I, mean, I Again, not a good look. It's just like visually. It's, well, dude, visually I think, people I think just think that he's taking pairs straight from the situation just, yeah. just blew it, that blew it, it up completely. And, and, and we talked about this. Here's, here's my take on basically the whole thing. on like probably why she was asked to step down, et cetera. Mm-hmm. If you think about the sneakers app, what it came out like two, three years ago. Yeah. When I see the sneakers app, I see that as Nike's way of saying, we're going to try and get these hype sneakers that typically no one could ever touch before into the hands of like the average Joe that yeah. lives in like Wyoming or whatever, yeah. you know? Because they didn't have that before. If you wanted a hype shoe, you know, you had to get it through like a raffle or through a boutique. I don't know. I wasn't too plugged in at that point in time, mm-hmm. but I know that it was very difficult. I see so the sneakers first app. First serve on Nike. Well, yeah, but I see the sneakers app as an attempt to kind of just promote these like very hype, very limited totally. sneakers to the general yeah. population, Easy right? Yeah. Spread the distribution, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was about access, right? Ease of access. And then you have Ann yeah. Hebert, Herbert, whatever, yeah. comes in and she was like kind of in charge of the sneakers app, right? Yeah. And you know that so many of these people that they're targeting really hate the sneakers app because they get like one, two wins a year. Yeah, exactly. So then you have her come in. She's like kind of like the face of it, if you will, in Mm -hmm. the, in the context of this conversation. And her son is like getting, you know, caught with all these pairs to me. Optically, it just looks like, Oh, like, wait a second. Optically, bro. Come on. Optically. Okay. The optics of it. I I think that actually makes more sense than topically, but Okay. It, it basically looks like the sneakers app was backdooring pairs to her son. Pisses mm-hmm. off everyone that's been taking L's on the sneakers app. Like I think the main focus, I, I think a lot of it came down to the sneakers app, to be honest, because she was really in charge of that. And that's Nike's way of like, you know, getting the stock out and distributed to a wider audience. Yeah. Right? And people hate that sneakers app, man. Like every time there's a there's a big drop, it trends on sneak. It, it trends does. on it Twitter trends because everyone takes L's. Right. It's huge. I, so I don't know that that's kind of how I saw it. You I, know, I think that that just you know is is more about the consumer's direct experience with Nike. Yeah. I think that in general, consumers are dissatisfied with the lack of availability, lack of pairs, like mm-hmm. lack of ability to get colors and and shoes that they like. I think that there's a general dissatisfaction for Nike's release methods so when you see someone that that isn't you know a position of power and authority getting all these pairs it, it just stings as uh-huh. a consumer like how, how could it not right just yeah. not a good look man yep not a good look at all it, dude uh a lot of this can be a true like this witch hunt that is you know catching corruption and nike it, it truly did derive from marcus jordan and the trophy room situation it, it, you think so? it, a hunt. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What started all the conversation about yeah. backdooring and the whole witch hunt for finding? It came. At, it came at the worst time. Let's it be did. honest. Yeah. Right it, after this trophy room release, which well, I, you know, 
Well, and it's continuing. And and what I mean by that is like we 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 see the spark, which is Marcus Jordan blatantly, egregiously backdooring the entire stock and and just offending the every all sneakerheads everywhere, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets a huge spotlight put on backdooring. Mm-hmm. Then this Joe Hebert thing happens and Hebert. It was just well, like it was ripe to to blow up in the in the way that it did. And and we talked about this, like they put very limited stock, of course, but they like tried to put those trophy rooms on the sneakers app, right? And how many shoes have we seen yeah. where like they get a super limited release through one boutique, but there's always some on the sneakers app, right? Because right? yeah. they're trying they own- to give that access, you know? But like the timing of it was just terrible. It was know? bad. I think they loaded like 25 pairs yeah. on sneakers. Oh, yeah, for, it was like yeah. nothing. It was, yeah, a, it was nothing. a negligible amount. I don't even remember amount. the drop. I was so surprised they did that few pairs. I know. I'm, I'm surprised it was exclusive it access or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, was access. Yeah, yeah, but was no one awful. got access. I don't know why. They no one, yeah, exactly. Marcus Jordan got access. They could have done what right. they did with the with the Union 4s. Yeah. They gave plenty of, you know. There was options for that, yeah. options for that. I mean, they didn't have the guava on the sneakers app, but they still had the black hair. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Could've no, better. that was a, I mean, it just brought all types of attention to corruption in terms of Nike release methods. So, right. yes, the Joe, I mean, uh, my, my personal opinion of the situation, um, I don't rejoice in Anne losing her job. I mean, she did work 25 years, uh, obviously with, with, I'm sure, great vigor. Uh, through the company to get up to that prominent mm-hmm. of a position, and uh, you know, frankly, it's it's an absolute shame to to be forced to step down in in such a manner. Um, yeah, like like Vince had uh, said earlier, we don't actually know the degree of of corruption right. from and uh, I don't what think we there do know. Any. This is what I want to say. I think it's okay. A, it's a it's a PR thing. This is what 100%. I like. There's there's facts to this. We, we have some facts. It's not just like th- theorizing. So we know for a fact that. The LLC West Coast Street where was started under Ann Hebert's husband's name. So at, at the very least, they were very involved in in the LLC. Of course, like he's posting these pictures publicly. The all the flex pictures are happening at their house. Yeah. <laughs> so like she, think- she was aware at least of the of the. So but like how can you say? Because I don't think she would have. She, I think she's too smart Bro. to have this occur. I think it was started in his dad's name because he was so young. Mm-hmm. It started this LLC. Yeah, that makes sense. Thing. Then he used their funds, her credit card, mm-hmm. to go to buy these shoes, Dude. all those Yeezys, whatever, mm-hmm. with their capital. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, well, what about that's, if like, you had the money as a family? If she was CEO at Walmart, whatever, yeah. but he loved sneakers, maybe he wouldn't have, but right. he was saying mm-hmm. he's well, using their, their cards to buy. 200, 300 Yeezys, then 500 Yeezys, then all these off-whites for, yeah. for 50% over retail, but still no. able to make money off Dude, of it. Dude, I don't think people know this, but those off-white fives came from Stadium Goods. I know. Yeah, they yeah. did like this huge discount, and he wiped them out. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. He just used their funding exactly. as a, as a right. family. Exactly. So that's true <laughs> for a bad. for a large percentage, but there's a... Dude, like... He was hitting outlets and stuff. Yeah. He oh was going... God. He was he was, he was renting outlets. box trucks yeah, he was and driving around, around the, the Nike, Nike yeah, factory right? yeah. stores. Bro, if... Look, you, you're not going to convince me that he didn't have access to release well, manifest, yeah. something. I mean, well, there was some know, level of corruption. I didn't know he was doing that. Yeah. But from the pictures, it's very easy for somebody with that amount likely of money. I mean, she's... 
loaded, of They're course. Loaded, yeah. Right? Totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. To do that, you could do that easily yeah. by buying easily. from stadium yeah. goods. Yeah. Buying, I mean, they're Yeezys. That's not a Nike product. Of course. So obviously he's doing something to purchase. Mm-hmm. And he bots gonna, too. Like, I'm going to come back to like Nike is such an image focused company, man. Like they, re- do they really care that he, like let's say he was getting a large chunk of like some of these limited sneakers. Like I don't really think they, they care too much about that. They care about the image. Yeah, of course. And it just looks really bad. Yeah. Especially in the wake of the whole Marcus Jordan yeah. thing. I mean, yeah, this has been a, this has been a theme for like a few years now, just right? The way especially that right now. Yeah. Especially then you have uh yeah. like these other people making videos about. I saw one where he was like Clueless. Most customers yeah. get one of these shoes and this guy has hundreds of them. Right. Mm-hmm. It just right. doesn't yeah. look good at all. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. There there was a uh Nike corporate credit card uh that he was using under her name there, you know, he was, he was driving around and taking stock from like different Nike factory stores. So like it would be, this is what I'm saying. Of course we know, of course we know that that, like, you know, the big Yeezy clips he had and the big, whatever it was like, he he, I mean Joe runs bots. He's he's literally just a botter. Like a lot right. of these are from foot sites. A lot of these are from, are are totally legitimately mm-hmm. procured. However, there is a percentage of his like he's plugged in he's and, and some it's not like it. Yeah, sure. yeah, a hundred percent. Of course. How much he was? Do we will, will we ever know? No. no. But does it really matter? It doesn't. No. Because what's done is done. Yeah. yeah. The fact of the matter is that you know by. <laughs> Uh, seeking out that article and 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 you know getting that article written on him um ult- ultimately led to to the downfall of of uh, a, a percentage of his operation and his mother's job and and it's just uh it's a shame i mean there's there's certainly yeah. lessons to be learned from it in general from a, just a sneaker twitter perspective but like dude Not like the first even, time we've seen this mm-hmm. you know even, even the most godly loops can be can burned. be burnt the things yeah. the yeah. things we see people do for a for a business insider article for clout you know? yeah yeah exactly well there was uh right there was a um so do you, i don't know if you guys saw this as well but the there's an eu store called 290 uh i don't know how you actually say the name of the store it's 290 1290 S- sqm 290 sqm it's 1290 is it 1290 i thought it was 290 but regardless um it's a european retailer and they made like a long post on on instagram regard and they literally said that the corruption and articles surfacing about Joe and what happened with West Notify and West Coast Streetwear is like a drop in the bucket compared to the corruption in Nike EU. Wow. And they were saying that there's a a like singular big big dog out there that's ta- buying literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on every single limited release, like limited, uh, highly sought after Nike. Big dog is like one person. One person. Yeah, wow. that, that's, that's what they were saying. And he said like the level of corruption is like way, 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 or they, I should say, the store on, on uh, post of this, they uh, said that the level of corruption is way, way, way deeper than what happened with Joe and Ann out in, out in mm-hmm. Nike US. So a few details on that. Um, Nike EU is headquartered in the Netherlands. Which is where they claim that these shoes are are going missing, quote unquote. Oh, like so, missing. so yeah. According to the store, and one specific example was, uh, I think it was like the off white Nike, maybe like the Dunks, but it was an off white Nike drop that they were scheduled. They had three hundred fifty pairs per color allocated to their store, and that stock got cut to twenty pairs per color, and that Whoa. that's a constant out there. That's Ooh. like every wow. every yeah. I wonder how they know that. You know, they just have sources, I guess, or like oh, about like 
for ha- allocation? Like, well, I mean, well, I'm sure they were notified. Well, they're not. They're not a Nike store, but well, they have a Nike contract. They're tier zero. Tier zero. So they they know how many pairs they're getting. So so you're saying that. They were supposed to get three fifty, mm-hmm. but then it got cut to twenty. Cut to yeah. twenty oh, wow. per yeah okay. per colorway. So I mean, that's like a thousand pairs. If there's like yeah. a three colorway, if it's like a dunk drop off white Nike dunk, that's like a thousand pairs cut. Hmm. And um, so yeah, apparently the corruption in Nike EU run runs pretty deep. So this this store twelve ninety SQM they lost their tier zero Nike contract for apparently just like making too much noise. And yeah, so this is what I mean about how there's an industry spotlight on corruption and backdooring right now and the spark and catalyst of it because it's all everyone's talking about is like it's a giant witch hunt right now to find the corruption Mm -hmm. in nike and uh truly a lot of that started with the outrage i believe uh from marcus jordan because nike didn't do anything regarding that situation there was no uh no disciplinary action taken and that really aggravated people so now they're just witch hunting trying to find corruption at, under any rock that they can and there was talk that there was gonna be some sort of action i thought like on when, marcus jordan yeah like remember I'm not I, sure. when we first talked about it i thought there was rumors going around that like nike was looking into it or something yeah i uh i, I mean the dude's probably borderline untouchable because of michael jordan you right know? <laughs> his dad steps in and yeah game over it's crazy. I, uh, I I really don't know what's gonna happen. Like my my theory on the tro- on trophy room like consequences is maybe just a lack of Nike collabs. You know? What oh I mean? yeah. Like yeah. yeah. I'm sure they'll continue to get tier zero because we've already seen it. Nike hasn't cut the cut them off, so I'm sure right. they'll continue to get like tier like limited shoes to raffle off. Yeah. But uh, as far as giant collaborations like that, mm-hmm. he, I don't know. Maybe not. Who, who's really to say? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, in other news, like ca- card news, uh, PSA doubled all of their prices. Did you guys hear that? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. in my, in my, I think that it's just like, they're, they're so backed up. It's well over a year for a regular submission to, to get that back. Wasn't it over a few million? How many was it? Uh, submissions are they backed up? I don't actually know. I thought somebody said it was That's a couple crazy. Of You're waiting like six months or something. Right? Yeah. Like it's cards. over a year I mean, for... Total. Really? Yeah. You're waiting a, a year. Oh wow. over a, you're saying over a million ca- physical I cards. I heard that, yeah. Jeez. You would think that they would just bring on more staff, you know? Like scale up your situation. Yeah, and I'm sure they have. Actually, I know for a fact that they that they have and, uh-huh. and they did. But I think that it's to a point, bro, where like they, they are... They're just going to continue to raise price until people stop submitting. Like they need to catch up from a business perspective. Of course, they're going to raise price. Why would they keep prices low? Like they can't, they can't even accept all this product. I would love to see where like the product in waiting is just stacked. Dude, like what is how do they like? Right, exactly. What is the insurance on if this room catches on fire? Oh my god! Yeah, Yeah, what is? I would. That would be insane. That would be insane. Like, how do they store and file it? Your card accidentally went into a ravine due to a trail train derailing. (laughs) I mean, train derailment. Yeah, are there stories? of lost cards like that i don't know uh people definitely lose i mean especially because I mean, like it's usually on the courier like ups yeah. US, usps you know, but yeah but vince you know has great luck with that right vince has some of the worst luck with just like mail carriers packages, ups yeah. in general yeah no ups is amazing is it fedex USPS, you? fedex and, and usps, USPS i i honestly trash yeah. some people say their fedex USPS is great no, fedex will take letter. take the wind out of your sale man by, i just don't understand why you would ship 
USPS when UPS is like a few extra bucks. I know. In yeah. Cases, yeah. You know? We put a post out about that. I mean, it's yeah. so much better. It's I exactly. only so do better. UPS. And there, I don't know, man. Like, their stores, I feel like they're like when you go to USPS, what's your customer experience like? Oh, it's shit. It's terrible. Yeah. They're so rude. They want, they want to just get you out as soon as possible. They don't, they don't give a shit. Of course. Whereas, like, the guys at my UPS store, they know me. The I have private an account business. there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's the difference of like, I mean, it's a great, it's a great example. Yeah. I mean, regardless. Uh, and even even FedEx, FedEx is a private business, and uh, they is, still far superior to USPS. You could argue, I, I but mm-hmm. but had a lot of issues with FedEx. Man, Fe- FedEx like sending sending people's Yeezy supply. Oh, that that is like man. so brutal. I mean, we had one guy in our group. This who's, I was basically a, unplugged. Dude. You know, he basically just completely retired. I mean, dude, I think he just I got so discouraged. He had. I wonder if that's from the FedEx side or the Adidas side. I think it's FedEx. I think it's FedEx. Yeah, I think it's FedEx. Because when that happened to me, they said, at least from my area, there was like, they were looking at fraud in my area yeah. in particular. So they literally had somebody looking like when they were suspicious, coming down and checking the packages and stuff. That's crazy. With I just don't understand like what, and phone numbers and stuff. what yeah. kind of fraud takes place? You know like, what I mean? Well, they're not looking at just the shoes. I think they're worried I about mean, other things too. It's like, well, what I'm saying is like, I could see there From being like fraud. It, well, I could see there being fraud if someone's using like a someone else's credit card, right? Like yeah, credit yeah. card fraud. That yeah. could definitely happen. But like, they're taking payment and just making a label and slapping it on the box, and it should go to the destination. At what point in there is yeah. there supposed the guys, fraud? The yeah. guys, the, right. the That's guys, what I very, uh, in my opinion, like. Just really dumb yeah. process, thought process was you're going to buy this and ship it to the person's address and then go pick it up when it's delivered before that person like knows the package is there. Oh, jeez. That's what he was saying. Oh, is, like, that's their theory on how what's is, going on. No, that's what the, the detective said. I had to talk you had to a detective? Guy. Dude, yeah, yeah like geez. police. They called it the cops on him. on there and cussed. The, I mean, yeah. they just like, after 30 minutes of just arguing, they're like, Give me your number. You're gonna to talk to the guy that came down here. And like this. Oh my god. Supposedly the detective. Yeah. Well, see, I don't at know that, if I at that point, it, but if I'm understanding you correctly, at that point, it's not fraud. It's like package thieving, right? It's it's theft. Yeah. Well, I, they, I there's a big fraud. difference. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know me. People throw around that fraud, fraud word so left frequently. and right, and I'm just like, "What the fuck are you even right. talking well, about?" Right. You don't even know what you're talking about. Right. Where fraud? would the scam be? What? From me putting like. An A, B, C in front of my address. Like, where is the I fraud? paid for I this product. Yeah. I'm sorry. That address, yeah, that's what I put into the site well, when I checked out. The, exactly. The pathetic thing was, that was Yeezy Supply. I had 33 cent back. 18 of them were in a my hard card, my name, everything. Pa- two packages delivered that same profile the day before. And they Stupid. shipped those back too. I know, I know guys who And they hit, had your name. My name. And I literally called a lawyer because I'm like, isn't that technically my lawyer. property if it's yeah. my name I paid? You. Yeah. There's guys who make huge clips on Nike and they have the same issue with FedEx. So it's not oh, really? really? Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. FedEx, so yeah. It, is, yeah. it is FedEx. It's FedEx. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. No, the, the member that, that you're referencing, this is like, this is actually like crazy. It's bad su- for him. Me too. Yeah. Super, like Half just a really, really, act, really active member in our group for, for quite a long time. And, um, you know, we, we noticed that he hasn't been active much recently. So we, uh, I think Brian had asked him like, Hey man, what's going on? Like, where have you been? Life life got mm-hmm. you busy. Like, what's up? He go. And someone was like, 
Nah, dude, he like basically retired after uh, yeah, after respond. yeah after FedEx sent all of his bread three fifties back. He just like seventy well, pairs. Yeah, because that hurts. That's a lot of profit, dude. It's like ten grand. About you put in a lot of effort and time. Yeah. to mm-hmm. learn how to do this, and then mm-hmm. you don't hit every drop. Of course. And so then when you hit that drop, he hit that drop very heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like a lot of profit, and then it's you count on that, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's like when you, you don't think know you're when getting the next it, time you're gonna hit Man. the drop yep. like massive again. Exactly, I, I, I understand that's really on like the fulfillment and the and the courier side of things, but like. This to me, this opens up a larger discussion about how like some of these retailers, man, like in efforts to like stop the bots or whatever, they just look like total idiots, man. I know. You know what I mean? I've got uh, their tactics are just ridiculous. It it almost yeah, it it almost seems like they're running out of ideas. And uh, (laughs) exactly, I don't know. Like in my mind, I I think the best method I've probably seen is what Kith does. I, I literally like think which Kith, one, with Kith has a page? dude named Frank, whatever yeah. his name is, Frank. that just goes through yeah, every single order, address. one per address, yeah. and checks You're it. You're not right. getting two of the same product to the same Which, way. Which, I mean... Very difficult. Right. right. They're good at that. They're consistent, which is more than I can ask of, you know, I mean, I've seen it far worse with other retailers. At least Kith is consistent. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you're going to cancel this order. Another bot's just going to scoop yeah. it up. Yeah. You know? No one's hitting manually. No one's hitting those restocks manually. No one. Yeah. It's just like, what are you What are you doing? You know? It's very true. Um, dude, did you guys see that there was... Uh, the, uh, people started talking again about fake Beckett slabs. Like fake cards. I yeah. had asked you about that a long time ago. About, about, well, couldn't I just be buying like yeah. a fake one? Someone just found the number on it. Right. But um, I didn't remember hmm. your response then. But yeah, that makes sense. It's happening. I don't think I knew much about like fake cards. Uh, I think I think basically all we said back then is, oh, I'm sure they exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, and yeah they, they do. The fake Beckett slabs are, are what's concerning. I think there was one. I saw it just the other day. I want... I'm, I'm not gonna like name companies because i don't actually remember for a fact but it was a big highly reputable you know how there's like auction houses yeah where like you know if you're just a guy with five ebay Soft feedback piece. you can send them your like charizard and they'll put it up on auction uh-huh. right oh, yeah, because they're guys. yeah 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 so it was like a highly reputable auction auctioneer auction house uh account on ebay yeah. had a like a fake luca slab it was like a fake luca card and a fake uh bgs or beckett uh like graded mm. slab is like how a nine- are they finding out their fake yeah, good question yeah curious. so yeah beckett there there's like a couple differentiating things i, I was uh doing a, a bit more research on it before before the episode just to make sure that i at least had a little bit of understanding i think that there are like some like not like numerical so like be some n- sort of numbers. identifier within yeah. bgs's system you yeah know, that they're trying to forge or something i suppose yeah beckett but they have those numbers that they try to use right they're unique, they're I think, right? they're copying the number. Yeah. I mean, well, like if the number's eight digits and it's a PSA 10 Luca, someone's just copying because they, they see that there's a PSA 10. They or, saw the picture. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just going to copy the... Well, you can go online and look at the, the population reports. Yeah. And you can just literally say, oh, look, here's one on eBay. I don't PSA think 10. Beckett has... I'm going to copy... I don't think Beckett's system is as dynamic as, as PSA as far as pop reports, oh, looking up slabs. But they could just see it on eBay, right? Yeah, in it's the, in the past. Like, here's a completed sale. Let's call. I don't. This I don't want. Yeah. I don't like. 
it's 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 deeper than that like sure it it, it, it there's something more to it where yeah, uh true. the beck it's where it's like da- it's dangerous uh as far as like the fake beckett slabs out there and, and it's something that people really try to like keep keep your eyes peeled and open for i'm not i'm not sure wow. how they generate the numbers i'm not sure i i don't i'm not familiar with like the beckett process of like Id- identification serializing um mm-hmm. but all i know is that bgs fakes are what people are concerned about, not PSA fakes. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm so, saying I looked at I've looked at BGS cards. Mm-hmm. I was looking at like a Formula and One. And there card. is a serial number. A number. There is yeah. a number. Yeah, I looked. Yeah, I know. They have the number. There was an article like Beckett has made a state like there's formal identifiers that they've that they've like announced that like, hey, look for this and that or there'll right. be a decimal point after this if it's fake or a space after here if it's real. Just I little mean, things. There are yeah. ways to so I'm not trying to say like, oh my God, check your check your BGS slabs, like they might be fake. I'm just saying that, you know, in, in terms of like PSA raising price, uh, dude, PSA being the standard bearer of the industry, when you hear news like that about Beckett, it just more solidifies PSA's position. But yeah. It just goes to show, man, when you got this much money going around with collectible items, you always got to be concerned about this. Right? Of course, you dude. Any type of collectible. Yep. like Shoes, clothing. Yeah, yeah. We'll see fakes yeah. hit like most markets, uh, you know, if there if there's money to be made there, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys watch the Logan Paul? Yeah, box break. I watched it. I did not okay, watch yeah. that one, you didn't man. watch it, Vincent. Uh-huh. Did you watch it? I oh, the first one. You watched illegal, the legal, bro. Illegal. It's, it's illegal. illegal I mean, yeah, right, dude. So the box, Wait, the box, <laughs> it's, it's illegal. Heat. Yeah, what yeah. Do you I'll, mean it's I'll, illegal? I'll explain the joke. Some inside joke. It was. We were. I remember now. We were in a voice. We were in a voice chat with a few with a few dudes during the box break, and it was fun. It it really started out okay. It was weird because the box was open already prior to the break the packs obviously weren't open but the box mm-hmm. was open and so it's in, it's entirely possible that like they front load i don't know people were talking about all types of theories like them sure. front loading the heavy packs towards the front of the box to make the stream start off with a bang um because basically what happened Nothing wrong with that though i guess it is there is very wrong because like they're telling people that it's completely randomized these people paid thirty eight thousand well, dollars the box was a pack oh, the oh, problem sure. is yeah. also the people whose names are at the front exactly don't, don't, don't they draw out of like a bucket though the names dude the winners how of, do they draw it was the a poke yeah it was a bucket it, and then they pulled the they poke. Oh, it was a bucket yeah. but was if they stacked if they put the heavy packs in the front. Yeah. like i'm not saying they did that at all i'm just saying yeah. some people well, had theorized the bo- that the, yeah the box should have been sealed i agree but yeah. like it was uh, it, that's first weird. edition mm. boxes bro what's what's weird though is like didn't he have some pokemon pro on the yeah, on the podcast that was kind of like, like PSA guy that yeah was, yeah that, that was no first, that was the golden auctions right? guy yeah, that was the other that guy. was not a PSA guy. Yeah. So I don't think it was a PSA. I didn't hear it was a PSA guy. I, just you're confl- it was I think like you guys a- are conflating a couple people. So what what they had was they had uh, on the first stream he had yeah, Collectibles Guru, right. <laughs> yeah. which right, right. was the guy that's like kind of a phony. Like everyone's yeah. like this guy's a clown, whatever. On this stream he had. Ken, Ken from Golden Auctions. Yeah. He's from Golden Auctions. So he's like CEO, founder of, of Golden Auctions, which is one of those auction houses that sells like all the high-end cards and Pokemon yeah. cards on eBay. He has like so, a really good reputation. Yeah, that's he has a, he's a strong rep in the community yeah. and he has like 
connections at PSA, obviously, because of how reputable Golden Auctions are. But he's mm. not, like, actually a grader or anything like that. Mm, but he was just bro. there to, yeah, just, like, as a reputable face in the community um, to, to assist with the with the break and, and any information yeah. that Logan may have needed. It was good. I mean, it was really, I thought it was really well executed. I love these breaks, man. Oh, it was I, fun. I think it's a great idea. I love what he's doing. I mean, yeah, there's haters here and there. But I think it's, dude, it's bringing visibility to what's going on here you know and i think that's awesome exactly um the joke was that there was two charizards and three you didn't look, dude the you fucking stacked, spoiled it right? god damn what? it okay so yes what? I, no you uh, yeah you're right you're I right thought I, you forgot I, to tell the no story i was trying i was trying a wide so, no so what happened so what happened was um the box starts off really strong first pack chancy second pack charizard third wow. pack like another it was like alakazam Chancy again, another Charizard, and then it was like, uh, dude, literally nonstop Blastoise, Venusaur, starters, Pikachu's in in almost every pack. I mean, it was literally a godly box, yeah. dude. It was a, at first we were watching it, but like this shit is hot. Like that's a loaded box. There's no yeah. way. But then as the break progressed, there was like fewer and fewer oh, hollows, yeah. obviously, and was probably trash. And then know? the percent. Well, it wasn't trash. It was just like the percentages made sense. Like there was uh -huh. the correct amount of hollows. There was the correct amount of this. There was the correct percentage of this. So that's why, like, it, it seems like a very legitimate, godly box. Um, the only thing that really was, ma like, maybe in question was the order of the packs. Like, were they intentionally put the, like, heavy packs towards the front? Whatever. Neither here nor can there. Can you weigh I, those? I, can you weigh them? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the, the joke was, as he was pulling these holographic cards, people were becoming progressively more skeptical mm -hmm. of, like, how is this, how? Like, Charizard, Chansey. Chansey, Mewtwo, Mewtwo, just nonstop, Venusaur, and then he pulled a third Chansey, and Vince just goes, okay, this is illegal. There's got to be something illegal going did on he, here. Did he pull two Mewtwo? The Mewtwo was the last card, Mewtwo right? was the last card, okay. yeah, yep. Even our general chat was blowing up, dude. People like were going crazy. nuts. It was yeah. a crazy box. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun to watch, truly. The pack sold for 38000 bucks a piece, which is just insane, insane. dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you bought the whole box, you were saying if you bought all the packs, you still would have come out on top. Oh, you would have won box. by a long shot yeah. if you if you bought the whole box Which because like the two Charizards, two Charizards alone uh, were more than what the entire box yeah. sold for. So yeah. can you buy uh, currently just a pack of that unsealed? Like not unweighed? dude, because you can't trust somebody to unweigh it, that. Like not right. Weighed. So Brian, one comment you had made that uh, about like. They, you know, the box should have been sealed prior to the break. Uh -huh. It's it, the tough thing about that is first edition base set Pokemon boxes. Mm -hmm. It's they're they're you the, have to look inside. You have to look inside to sure because the on. yes mm -hmm. the this the wrap on the boxes like the seal on them mm -hmm. doesn't have they're not watermarked with Wizards of the Coast watermarks. It, the first edition base and and it was a problem after they produced them. They're like, oh my god, people are resealing these, and then they started in, uh, having a Wizards of the Coast um, uh, watermark on the seal yeah. of the, of the future Pokemon boxes. So as a result, the holy grails of the hobby, first edition basic boxes are the most dangerous and to mm. be to be faked. And so that's why, like, um, I believe the box he opened up had, you know, it was had a few labels on it from uh, he bought it from rusty tca gaming who's like one of the most reputable people in pokemon period he's uh og he was in, in pokemon like back when charizards were a couple hundred bucks first edition yeah so pretty uh it was definitely a real box 
definitely a, a real source of getting the box. The um, it, it was crazy. It was, is, it was. Is there a population count on how many sealed boxes remain? That's a good question. No, I don't think so. There's, mm. but there's not a lot, bro. Logan Paul like searched high and low for like months and months and months, and he was a and he was able to buy seven. Yeah. He was able to find seven of them, but like that's the thing. Seven boxes. Mm-hmm. Seven wow. boxes. It's crazy because somebody could have literally stacks of these boxes. Could have, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. You just right. don't know. In theory, it, it's to, it's total. It, you know, even the early district count. You know what? If there's not an actual yeah, count, yeah, how many was yeah. actually made? Right. The I guess the early distribution, even even way back in in 1999, they were like mad stingy with first edition oh, boxes. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. like oh, you're a card shop in good standing with us. Here's 20 boxes. Hmm. Like not like just like mad stingy. So yeah, there's mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's some guys just sitting on cash cows, a nice five ten uh, boxes. It's it's possible. Crazy. It's it's possible if if not probable. But yeah, those mm-hmm. things are like the the true true holy grails of of the hobby. Did uh did you get into Pokemon? Like no. it was kind of before your time, I guess a little dude, bit, right? Back I was doing Bakugan stuff. It was what like, is it? Dude, Bakugan. I forget what it was, but I was never into Pokemon. Like it was. Yeah. That was like in between. Bakugan or is that card? Are they I cards? I can't even. Oh, maybe it was Yu-Gi-Oh. It was. It was not. It was Yu-Gi-Oh. low level. It was Yu-Gi-Oh. Not yeah, kind of was, what came after. It yeah. was not like hype huh. Pokemon. Right. Yeah. No way. Dude, Pokemon craze in the nineties and like 90s, early two thousands yeah. was yeah. just insane. Yeah. It, yeah. I just remember, man, like trading those cards on the school bus, and then the school like banned school, the cards. Schools banned school them, dude. Banned you know the they banned Pokemon. The Beyblades yeah. were like the big collectible. Oh, Beyblades! I remember Beyblades, dude. Yeah, the, yeah. The, they have like the zip, the oh, rip yeah. cords, yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. Uh, and then you, yeah, they're like tops, and <laughs> yeah, you like spin. configure them for battle <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, those got. I'm serious. You would literally like like put different weights and different like curves and sharp things on them, and then you'd like put them on these things, and you'd like rip them, and they spin super fast that just and they me got ba- they got banned from uh yeah. at least my yeah. school banned, banned beyblades because yep. we would like launch them at each other and just like cut kids up with cut them up. yeah it was it was brutal beyblades were brutal um but yeah logan paul break was sick uh there's gonna be more i'm sure because he's got six more first edition boxes yeah if he bought that many he's a know. g dude the, the way that he's uh ex- every time he does a break he makes a bunch of money profiting by selling the packs due to yeah. the promotional and and the and you know just like the shout outs associated yeah. and then mm-hmm. the value of the box goes up well, and then me. the next pe- and then the next box the packs sell for even more mm-hmm. uh the yeah. first Logan Paul break months back they sold for 11,000 a piece and people were like oh my god that's insane and here we are a few months later about 40,000 a piece crazy so what's the next box what are the packs going to sell for dude, who knows i don't yeah. know if we talked about this but they he sold he like ran an ad for his nft dude. right in between the break oh yeah well that yeah. is actually yeah. a yeah, uh, logan paul nft you could argue that that's like a bigger a bigger talking point um i saw i saw an article that said how logan paul made 5 million dollars selling air during his post- Pokemon yeah. break. And so basically Logan Paul just created these and like dude again back to the NFT conversation you can you can like make anything bro you yeah. you can tokenize anything uh, t- people are selling tweets they're selling bullshit just garbage yeah. you know what i mean logan paul created uh 3000 of these nfts and sold them for like an average of like 2000 or sold them for $2000 a piece they didn't even sell out 2500 of them sold uh, actually, AKA 2,500 people got fucking ripped 
Yeah. They got completely taken for a couple grand, and then 500 people, and then the remaining 500 were like destroyed, which goes to show how much of abstract bullshit have a, a, yeah. a majority of this NFT space yeah. is and yeah. will be. Yeah. So, like, that is the the biggest asterisk is that. There's going to be some people that get to retire and kick their feet up from NFTs, uh, I'm sure, whether it's like, you know, crypto punks or whatever it is. There's going to, but that's 0.00001% and the remaining 99.999% is trash that's all going to zero because yeah, there's no yeah. value. I, I mm-hmm. saw, we had talked about this on the last podcast, Charlie Lee, the creative um, Litecoin, um, he was saying, talking about Top Shot and NFTs in general, saying how like, he doesn't like NFTs because you cannot, like I was saying, show them off to your friends mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and that goes to show, like, that's why I like the digital assets that you can show off. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Skins. Like skins in yeah. games. Yeah. Yep. Things in places where you, like, own something others can see that you own. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was telling Garrett, I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, guys, a part of, I think Counter-Strike has the... Um, highest market cap of any video game. Like you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in items. Guys will buy those items, not even play the game. Right. They'll just let like the pro players use them in big tournaments and use like 500,000 to a million people viewing. Right. They'll use this person's item in the game in the pro game and they can show off like this is my gun. Yes. So Mm. I think if I, if I get into any digital assets, you can call them NFTs, whatever. Yeah. What, Mm-hmm. what they're on it would be in anything where somebody could show that off. show it yeah. off yeah so. there's gotta be a legitimate use case exactly know? and uh yeah. i dude it's crazy how much like influencer world is jumping on this nft thing it's yeah. it's super cringy dude like oh, there yeah. was uh i i was even listening to it was some like Twenty thousand subscriber YouTube creator like that's a good amount of subs but right not 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 a huge creator like pitching hey buy nft uh own our early videos and then that way if and when we pop you own our early videos and you can show them in a virtual museum and i'm just like bro that's you're selling fucking air like you're selling nothing there's nothing there there's a real application to csgo skins like you said they're they're there's a there's an audience there's an active audience of of Mm -hmm. people that are watching and and engage in that community like i can't just sell you a tweet that i made that popped off that's what people are doing you know that right like oh this tweet got like two thousand likes i'm gonna sell it for like However, it's it's literally a bunch of nonsense, yeah. dude. And what you have, I someone summarized it. They were like, "All this NFT influencer hype and hysteria is literally just a transfer of wealth from fans to influencers." Mm. And mm-hmm. that's a it's pretty well summarized. In yeah. you know, as far yeah. as a lot of the trash NFTs go, um, Top Shot different category altogether. People still can't pull out whatever we've we've uh, or we've talked a lot about that in recent weeks. So I don't want to like fully yeah. expand on Top Shop, yeah. but yeah, um, it sucks because I feel like it's at some level it's kind of just ruining the reputation of like actual NFTs, right? Mm. Like things that are actually applicable. Yeah, people are just trying to make a quick buck off of it, and it's like I, I think I don't like know. crypto punks. Uh, don't you have a punk, Vince? No, oh, are you kidding me? Are, what are they super expensive? Or yeah, what? those those were I think pretty expensive off the get go i th- i uh i listened to a thing that people believe like crypto punks are gonna be 
ungodly expensive. It like, could be the case with that one. They're going to be the like the Bitcoin and, of NFTs, be. you could say, because mm. they're like the OG. I don't know how you show them off or anything, but it seems yeah. like people... People love punks. I, they're doing the same thing I see in the the counter-strike world where they'll take their like crypto punk and they'll have like professional art done of like the face on really? like a crazy three like image yeah um so they like they glamorize their their, their crypto punk. punk they like put them in different so yeah i could see that just because it was interesting first, but that's cool yeah i don't know um top shot's still really interesting to me dude like there it's still not as as saga that has ended because like i don't know there's still a lot of question marks and asterisks and even some of the like gary v's of the space and people that were entering into it with like utmost confidence are publicly backtracking a little bit yeah i told you i kind of lost respect for him after that stuff oh yeah if if my reputation were on the line i wouldn't be talking about that the nba top shot well you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't have to know you can't take your money out yeah you would have to know it's not going to collapse all of a sudden unless they do open those floodgates. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I feel right now from a sentiment standpoint that people in Top Shot, I feel like they wish they could get their money mm. out more than they want to get in. Right. So For sure. In a majority yeah. of people. A lot of people I'm sure want to cash out, dude. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've seen some people saying like, it's if, messed up, if I, if I knew that I couldn't cash out, like if that was, if I really understood that, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be even half as invested as I am. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It, that's still something that we're, we're watching unravel. But my prediction is that, uh, you know, top shot aside, this whole like influencer driven, NFT craze is 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 really close to popping because everyone already know is starting to pick up on the fact that most of it's utter bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I feel like it's appealing a lot to like your generation too, more so. Like, do you see a lot of like your friends and stuff like getting engaged with these? No NFTs way. Or? It's resellers selling to resellers. Honestly, mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I think it's just resellers trying to resell. Like my my friends think it's stupid. Yeah. My friends think it's stupid. Yeah. I believe that. I, I I think it's just resellers selling to resellers. Personally, I don't think that there's any real interest. I think that you could make an you could argue that you know maybe like current nine-year-olds in the mm. future when they're 50 are going to value like i think that sure. some people are going to get rich from this type of thing don't get me wrong but yeah. the vast majority is just completely it's selling air you know yeah. what i mean it's yeah. it uh i don't know i haven't really i have not heard of anyone that's genuinely into this and like wanting to show them off because what do you have to sustain these prices there has to be someone that ultimately holds that charizard you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. If it's just people that are all just trying to day trade the Charizard, then you know where where like how does the value ultimately hold and solidify? the th- The thing is with again first edition base set Pokemon boxes, first edition Charizards, it's hard to find a seller. People that have them yeah. don't want to sell them. But that two hundred thousand LeBron NFT moment or in Top Shot <laughs> oh moment, if that guy yes. has an opportunity to sell, how fast do you think he's gonna sell? Two seconds, right. as fast as he can, right. and and that's a a, a uh, to be contrasted with you know real collectibles of that value and, yeah. and price range. Yeah, I must wonder if Pokemon would ever let you like scan your your real Pokemon card to get like your. NFT. Well, they're they're coming out with NFTs, aren't they? That was the rumor. There's rumors yeah. of them. Yeah, there's rumors of them entering the space. I bet there'll be way more. Like 
Pokemon is a lot to lose uh, as far as just like public image and, and whatnot. Yeah. I, I yeah. bet Pokemon will be way better executed than NBA Top That Shop. would be cool if you could create an inventory of your cards from your, your be physical sick. cards. Yeah. Right, right. Because that would be like you could show off your inventory technically. Right. Dude, because what guys are doing to create these NFTs is just taking pictures. Like I, yeah. I had a buddy who made... Yeah, I think uh, um, Michael Jordan like NFT off just an image. Yep, whatever. So you could yeah. definitely they could do that. It'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about trading them, but it'd be cool to show your inventory off, physical inventory. And that, yeah, and th that would be a completely different use case than like Top Shot because with Top Shot, there's no complementary no. physical asset. It's just yeah. the clip, video yeah, clips, yeah. which are still owned by the NBA. So. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it's a, I feel like the NBA is really trying to just market this thing. Well, they, they I didn't don't even realize own that, it, but right? So they're just they just they, back they it. definitely have a stake in it. Though, well, they back time. it, yeah. And you know I they're getting players. A cut for sure. I see players and stuff promoting it, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. like, I just saw this the other day. Yeah, yeah. I see I see players tweeting out like, I'm so into this Top Shot, I can't believe it, and I'm just like. I don't buy that. I'm like, no, someone from the NBA probably told this guy to put that tweet out. You yeah. know what I mean? The, N the NBA backs it, and I think that, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the... I don't... We'll, we'll see. We will see. I, every week, there's just, like, more updates, and, and um, really Top Shot... It's, dude, yeah. they're cha they change stuff all the time. They change their mm -hmm. release methods and policies and Raising pack. the price on different packs and stuff. It's just all over the place, yeah. you know? Um, did you guys hear about... Nvidia with their okay, so Vince, you can probably speak to this more, but um, I guess Nvidia future like upcoming gra GPUs or uh, technically current card the thirty sixty RTX okay was produced with like supposed to have a fifty percent um like mining capability for specifically Ethereum okay so not the TI version but the the one that released I think. Uh, a week and a half ago or so, yeah. RTX 3060. Mm -hmm. They basically they're throttling basically yep. Ethereum mining because right. they're coming out with a product line specifically meant for mining. Ethereum mining mm -hmm. and not having like visual capabilities like a GPU does. Mm -hmm. How impossible are those cards going to be to get? Do you Dude, think? I bet they're going to be like. I don't know. It, it would depend on pricing a yeah. little bit because, like, if they're like fifteen thousand dollars, that cuts out. Which they might just price like, it that oh, high. That'd well, they could, it's obviously a cash grab. It you depends know? how good. It, like, does it mine like ten times as as good as like a thirty eighty founders? Right. 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 Because and if not, that's going to make these thirty eighties, thirty nineties go through the Shoot roof. Up. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, I personally have have been buying a few just a few just to see what's going on but mm -hmm. yeah it'll be interesting to see what those mining specific cards can do yeah because the formal statement was uh nvidia announced that future gpus are going to deliberately reduce efficiency um if if those cards are used for crypto mining uh, particularly I ethereum think just ethereum which i think is interesting that is interesting very yeah. um yeah i don't well, know ethereum yeah i think it could that's what they're mostly used for oh, okay. i think huh. at least right now um but it there's would, all coins that you could do right and probably make similar returns mm. So yeah, they're basically going to bottleneck fit like power and efficiency to the like I don't understand from a technical like hardware standpoint how they Yeah, I'd be do it, I'd be interested to see if like you can like crack it, you know what I mean? Or like make modifications. It's just oh, hardware, yeah. the you know what I mean? Or something? Right. Well, one it'd of the be interesting rumors, how it Yeah, if I guess if it's in the firmware. Mm. One of the rumors is that they're just they're kind of doing it for um the gaming community. So you don't have I've heard that. going for these 
gaming cards anymore. Yeah, that the, that was Nvidia's gamers, formal statement yeah. was that this is their I attempt to get sense. GPUs in the hands of gamers because, right. like, frankly, gamers have been you know they're just willing to spend less in general unless they're doing it from a yeah. for a professional, yeah. um, like if they're a professional gamer or something like that. Because like you know people that are mining Ethereum with these things are very serious and they're willing to spend a lot of fucking money per card to, yeah. you know what I well, mean in order to achieve their also, goal. Also it's like you don't even have to be like um a big gamer PC guy. The the price of the the aftermarket also affects like your pre-builds built by like Dell and stuff. Oh, they can't hmm. get these cards for their pre-built true uh computers. Yeah. Because hmm. of what's going on in the aftermarket of just the single GPUs. That's interesting. Like, Nvidia can't be giving the allocation yeah to them if they can just sell them singles so yeah. It, it's crazy what GPU prices have done. Remember when margins were like relative, like they were decent. You're making a couple hundred per, uh, per GPU. What are thir- like, what are 3090 selling for right now? Well, they're, they're the worst margin wise, but yeah, they're well over 2000. The, yeah. the 3080 is like 1900. Yeah. The 3080 30, marginally 30, is insane. Retail. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's insane. Founders, 3080 is the like best margin. It's insane. Even, but the 3060 TIs are great too. Okay. And interesting enough, that RTX 3060 that just came out that they said was gonna not do well with mining Ethereum, yeah, actually is doing pretty decent for in terms the of early mining indicators. Yeah, hmm. further how much power you have to use uh, use for mining, it's still pretty decent. Yeah, because like your 3090 is gonna take like th- almost three x the power. Um, like you're gonna need three times the power usage, so that okay. means your cost. The electricity is higher. But yeah. Yeah. Don't they, what's the country that they, uh, that a lot of cryptos mined in? Is it like in the Netherlands or something? Because electricity costs is super low up know. there. But it definitely mm. would be somewhere cold and also where you can get electricity. Yeah. Too, yeah. Cause, yeah. I, uh, I, I think like a very, very large percentage of it's done just in one country. I was listening to a I thing about say, it. I, I know exactly. I thought it was Ireland or Not something. Not Ireland. Mm. It's a, it's, it's a, it was an economy that was smaller, uh, in recent years. Uh, there's a documentary on it. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy stuff, man. Vince, in layman's terms, like, um, explain like, would you explain crypto mining just in layman's terms for anyone that's like unfamiliar with? Because I know like that's one thing that I'm not even good at explaining like to to my girl so or, or it'd whatever. Be like, imagine taking your, I mean, but this depends on if you know how to build a computer, mm-hmm. a motherboard, and on the motherboard you have like eight slots to put GPUs in on one motherboard. So like. Let's just say you had eight 3080 founders. It has spots where you just put eight of them in. Yeah. And then you have like an awful, your RAM doesn't need to be good. Your CPU doesn't need to be good at all. And then you just connect it literally to just one machine per se. Okay. You have a little bit of visual, but you're running a, I don't know the name of the program. The guy who I'm doing it with, mm-hmm. like created some way to basically, it's, it's so easy from what he told me to start like some sort of process to where you're feeding into the, in this case, the Ethereum network to help move transactions, to help these occur. Okay. And then you're getting rewarded from the way the network works into whatever you set the wall. A wallet is where like you store your Ethereum. So does it just pop up in your ledger or something? Yeah. Well, not, it doesn't have to be a ledger, Uh whatever your wallet is. A wallet. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's not very layman because there's nothing layman about crypto, really. Right. It's the easiest way is like the it's a computer with though. as many GPU. I mean, yeah. What's that? It's just facilitating the transaction. It's helping to make the network work. To, I don't yeah. know that much about it, but if you've Makes heard sense. of this buzzword, it's all blockchain technology, which is like a new... Mm-hmm. Um, 
I believe that NFTs utilize it as well, but it's a new, it's a huge buzzword in IT right now. When I was working at my old job, like we were looking into the blockchain for all this stuff, but um, it's the way that the ledger is managed. Well, do you know, because I, I don't actually know this, the difference between a smart contract, which Ethereum does, Mm-hmm. Like a smart contract, you know, like if there's a difference because I, I don't. Know. Okay, I so know. Ethereum is very, um, it's different from Bitcoin in that like apps will use it because there, once you like build on the um, Ethereum platform, like there's no possibility that it fails. Like the app or anything that you're doing that it would fail. Damn. Like <laughs> there's no way that it fails. Mm-hmm. So like that's why companies and things are using Ethereum. So like, right. What one use case a while back was like your title for your car or your house could be an Ethereum, mm-hmm. like, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And like that could be transferred through the Ethereum network. So that, cause it could never, there's could never nothing fail. that could ever happen to it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's impossible to forge basically. Yeah, exactly. Is, is the, is the whole yep. idea behind it. Same so. with, the, that's why the NFTs, they NFTs, are, right? That's you why can't I, forge it. There's one, there's, I don't know. One. I haven't yep. looked like too yeah. much into like this NFT word, but I gotta believe at some level, it's probably just blockchain technology. It's built right. on blockchain. I thought, I thought yeah. they're advertising it as, yeah, as it's, that, right? it's built yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole thing came out with Bitcoin and now they're like trying to apply it to all these different things and people yeah. are going a little crazy with it but it's it's yeah. very applicable to a lot of areas it's, people are, it's great technology it's people are tech. totally going crazy it's uh yeah and you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater on this stuff either because like there yeah. are, there is some like truth and real value in like a, you know a percentage of uh like i said nfts and, and whatnot but what you have like like you said brian is everyone's going crazy fomoing over bitcoin i mean this mm-hmm. is bitcoin went five to 50 in a year right crazy. this is the simple yeah. five to 50 in a year um ethereum and other coins have also mooned people are making shit loads of money on on crypto and then like we're in this everyone's at home and people are all in this like hustle investment mindset with GameStop right. and Bitcoin day going to the moon, day trading this, and then Stupid. NFTs were just the next one. But all it is is just a way for influencers to make money from their fans a the majority of the time. Um Do you ever do you ever get into crypto? You ever buy any or my cousin's into it heavy. And then my cousin lost a bunch on Bitcoin. Like he got in when oh, it was really? that initial peak when I got to nineteen. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Like How December. Did he lose a bunch? He Dude, sold. got in at nineteen, yeah, sold, sold at like home. seven. Yeah. Oh my god. That's it, bro. And you, then, you lose when you that's sell. How the big guys yeah. make their money. Bro, yeah. since yeah. then, no one no one in my family is doing Bitcoin. Just, oh, for real? It, it's just a horror wow. story. Damn. Yeah, no. oh, it's a horror story. No. It's gotta yeah, it's gotta motivate you guys. I'll buy I have some. I actually No, you gotta be the success story. I did flip turn your family around. I think you gotta buy like point one and you'll be good. I played bro. Doge really Try well, to, to be honest with you. You played Doge well. I, I remember when I sold. I sold. I sold the. That's seven cents, eight yeah, cents. Six, I think it was. Doge six, is the yeah. best pump and dump coin. Oh, for that is all just the big guys an influencer use. coin, yep. bro. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. It's re- just a meme coin, absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah, funny. It uh, just I, watching. I, I remember a good friend of mine. Um, he posted on like Facebook or something when Bitcoin hit like nineteen or something, mm-hmm. and he was like. He basically said, anyone that's buying Bitcoin at this price is on the spectrum. And I was like, I kind of agreed with him. I was like, this is going down. I didn't have a you lot of faith like it. in it. You know? I don't like it at all. I, what do you mean I don't like it? I, I tell them. you I'm buying it. You're like, you're, you're I don't like because like, I, th- I thought you were putting all your investments into it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Because sometimes I, I worry about you. You know, sometimes I think this guy's <laughs> just a loose cannon, you know. Oh. 
Just buying Bitcoin like a madman over yeah, there. Always yeah. ready to attack. That's yep. his whole family yeah. on Bitcoin. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I mean, dude, I'll be honest. I didn't have faith that it was going to go to where it is now. Have you ever used but it? But I bought... Um, Never done a yeah, transaction? Yes, actually, because I was buying proxies off this Russian guy one time. Remember this? Yeah, I do. I had this proxy oh, plug okay. in like Russia, and he would only nice. take Bitcoin. So... I think I actually bought some. I bought a bunch on Coinbase because yeah. that's kind of what I got you started with. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and that's what I ended up using. But I had a lot left over, and this is when it was like under ten. I yeah. think. And then when it mooned, I sold. I, I can't remember what I sold at, but I made you know a yeah. grand or something. I made nice. a decent amount of money. But yeah. that's yeah. funny. Got the proxies yeah. for free. Yeah, worked out well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they weren't very good proxies, though. To be honest. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. For that headache, dude, they better be good prizes. Well, I thought I'm like the guys. The guy lives in Russia. Like he's, he's these have to be these the have best. to be legit. Wait, man. Bitcoin only proxies got to be the best. Yeah. Probably unbanned. Yeah. Look, I think they. I think they were like the quality was actually really good. They were just too slow. Okay, um, yeah, they were like over. A th- I was pinging like a thousand, two thousand. I'm like these aren't gonna cut it. You know? Gotcha. Um, I kind of yeah. want to talk a little bit about like just in in a very general sense, you could say a then versus now on just like websites that we bought and uh just like our industry's grown like you could say it's 5x 10x 20x i don't know the actual amount of like new botters in the industry over the last year or two but it's it's been a huge lot of new botters yeah a lot of new botters a lot of growth um a lot of conversation on you know more gr bots more scalable bots you know which is neither here nor there like if executed well great like they could definitely be great business models um we do know there's just going to be more copies of bots being ran on these websites. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to just talk like a li- like a little bit of like reminiscing on what these websites were like maybe a couple of years ago when we first got into it versus mm-hmm. like where they are today. Um, first one being being foot foot sites, Foot Locker. What what were your guys' They've earliest? Gone through so many transformations, Dude. it's hard to even know. What were your earliest saying. memories of cooking foot sites? I used to be. I hit bread. I hit bread elevens. Like on that last restock, like December 2019, I don't know mm-hmm. when it was, manually on the app. I know it was GR, yeah. but mm-hmm. dude, you could hit on the app. Yep, mm-hmm. I remember manual, hitting on foot manual apps. Manual is impossible now with their caching mm-hmm. and stuff. They've gone through so many transformations. I mean, I, I just remember there was that long period of time where it was like A and B. Mm. Yeah. A, or was a, it actually AIO hitting? bot. Yeah. Actually the hitting. A, a and B or, uh, is it? I don't even know yeah, what it's AMB, called. AIO AMB, bot AMB, V2. But yeah. it's like AMB. They were yeah. the bot that was like hitting foot sites, you know? And there was there was a few others sneaking in there. Like before that, I feel like it was all Phantom. Oh, Phantom came Phantom on the scene a... for a solid couple of months and was just slapping. Dude, the crazy thing is AMB AIO could literally still be right. It does. Foot sites it hits. And it does hit. And we wouldn't even know it because they don't, yeah, they don't. They don't say anything. The funny thing. Uh, I didn't know enough about the site technically at that time to really know like what they were doing. I feel like after that wave, they kind of entered into this whole Akamai thing. And that's when you had people that were saying generate cookies. And then yep. you had people building cookie APIs. Yeah. And you had bots saying you've reached your cookie limit, right? Because yeah. it was... You needed like an Akamai cookie for each ATC request that you were going to send as far as I know. And so it was just like you needed a ton of cookies. So people were just like people just had gens running nonstop on mm-hmm. their server just cranking Genning out. millions and millions of cranking cookies. Cranking out and then millions of Akamai cookies, right? And then they I mean, yeah. They switched to Datadome. They switched to Datadome. And that was kind of a weird transition because... For a while or for a few weeks, it was half the sites were Datadome, yeah. half the sites yeah. were still Akamai. Um, 
and then they slowly started to pull. And then let's not forget, like they still have Perimeter X sitting like, on configured there. on their site. Weird, but on the back end, they just don't send any um, requests. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't actually validate the cookies or yeah. anything, so you don't actually need it. The script is just embedded in the front end to track your browser data, but they don't do anything with the cookies on the flip side. I wonder of if they're it. like hmm. saving it. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. Well, I remember. You remember when like NSB and some bots you had to solve PX yeah. captures, right? Yeah. And I remember. I remember, I remember uh, for a while. I don't know. I might, I might be getting these mixed up, but there was Whatbot and Cyber. Okay, and they had a, they had a PX bypass where like you didn't need to solve captchas at all. Yeah, and then TKS came on the scene, mm-hmm. and they for a moment required captchas, but then they figured out the bypass. And at that point, TKS was just mauling yeah. yeah. the site. No me. joke. Yeah. Destroying the site. Yeah. And Cyber and, and Whatbot came out and were like, they stole this piece of code, which yep. was the PX bypass or yeah. whatever. As far as I know, I, you know, I could be mixing some things up. But TKS, for I would say a solid couple of months, was, was just destroying. I mean, it was like as soon as the clock like struck code. the hour, green all over the place. Yep. You know, it was just insane. I remember, and that was kind of when I met you guys is when you guys were running TKS. That was like my primary sites. bot uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. UNC threes. Yeah, that was like, I feel like that was the last hurrah. Yeah. You know? I didn't sell. And then it just went down. Yes. I wish I sell. But props oh, to TKS, man. Shoes. I love that bot. And like, they have had some legendary cooks, you know, but now yeah. it is, um, it's Datadome, but they've even lowered the Datadome protection, I right. believe. I don't even see many Datadome captures I think coming up or being solved. If we see solved. a change, the next change will be moving from Fastly to Qt. What do Q-it. you think? What do you think? I have no idea, man. I'll be honest. I I, I hope someone from the Footsites IT team watches this podcast. Because, they will. Dude, you've got to get will. your shit together, man. Dude. You've got to get your shit together. No one can touch manually. They yeah, use, manual users they use, they use a Fastly queue. Um, there's some there's a couple other products that are kind of mixed together in there. But basically, they have this massive cache on their ATC at Descartes endpoint. And what that means is... Um, like if you try to cart the product before it's live, you just get an out of stock response. Okay. So what happens is they start giving these out of stock responses. And so they cash the out of stock response. So what ends up happening is like 99% of the requests or more. Every time you try to add to cart, it tells you it's out of stock. What the cash does Mm -hmm. is it sits, it's a server that sits in between your bot, your client, and Footlocker, whatever yep. site, their origin server. And it's it, the goal of it is to minimize traffic on the actual origin server. So right. they see these requests that all look the same, and they say, oh, we already, we've seen this. We have the response yeah, for we, it. Yeah. Give them the cache response. So they, it, it dramatically lowers traffic to the origin server. But what you have is that bots end up finding different ways to cache bust or find ways to bypass this cache. And, hit and, the when, actual, and when yeah. you do bypass the cache, you get like an instant cart. That's what's ridiculous is that the product is in stock. Right. Like they have loaded stock on their on their server. I don't know if they don't realize this or if this is intentional, but no one on the front end can actually hit the origin server because they're just trying to cart and they're just getting cached out of, out stock, of stock response. Yep. So there's like no manual checkouts. The people that are hitting are usually bots that have bypasses or there's there's like a turnover time with the cache where like okay if this cache response is like 30 minutes old then we dump it so there is a period of time where like that's why you'll see kind of like waves of checkouts sometimes come in and i think that's like Hmm. the cache turnover time at which like there's a moment where you can actually get some carts but as soon as that out of stock response gets cached um and again i i'm not 
you know, I haven't developed caches like this. I'm just saying I've read the documentation and, and played around with it. This is what I've seen. But it's just ridiculous, you know? Yeah, it's just that's ridiculous. crazy. And yeah. I developed the Footsight module for KSR, and it got to the point where I was like, man, I'm going to be spending hours of my time trying to find these little nifty cache bypasses. And I was just like... Just for them to get just, clipped. Just to get... Well, yeah. yeah, just for them to get clipped and just to get PV'd on the flip oh, side. So I'm like, right this on. just isn't worth it. Because if you read through like kind of the documentation and how they tell customers to yeah. set up this level of cache, they have like a log that shows specific requests that get around the cache. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy for someone on their development team, like after a drop, to just open up this log and say, oh, here's the 20 cache bypasses that were used, clip them all. Right. You know, that's so, crazy. And that's why I say, I mean, props to Footsite bots. I think, you know, they they did they did good work on the most recent UNC's, drop. You know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, UNC's went uh, smoothly for a lot of bots. Yeah. I, yep. I just, I advise people like in our group, I advise people like don't like take a bunch of money and invest it in a bot for Footsites. Yeah. Like if you want a good Footsite solution, I think you just need a, you need a, a, a breadth, like a, a large array of bots that you're running because there's always yep. going to be a different one that performs better typically. Yep. Um, but to take a bunch of money and say like, oh, you know, this bot just destroyed foot sites this week. I'm going to put all this, I'm going to put a couple thousand into this and buy a copy. It could very easily be, you know, they hit nothing the next yeah. week. Right. right. Cause just because at the rate things are getting clipped. So one of the most yeah. consistent bots I would say in on like US foot sites is, uh, is Ganesh. Uh, and yeah. the only reason I'm bringing Ganesh oh. up specifically is just a, like a meme. I, I have to find it, dude. It was, it was, uh, it was a picture like a uh, you know Squidward from SpongeBob. It was like split in two halves. One half was Squidward in a in a cardboard box begging for money, and it said Ganesh users in EU. And then it was the other picture was Squidward sitting on a throne wearing like a golden a golden fucking hat, and he's just sitting on a throne. It says Ganesh users in US. In US yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, so I guess Ganesh isn't uh, doesn't like smoke out EU sites or full locker EU like That's it does funny. US. Well, so much better. In isn't US that funny? Now. Right. I remember when they they when they first added us, yeah. US. it's yep. a huge deal because they had been doing work yeah. on eu yeah and whatnot and yeah it's funny it's hilarious yeah. um uh you had mentioned phantom specifically that would that marked the transition in foot site botting of more tasks like before that it was more similar to shopify where people mm-hmm. were running like you probably remember it's like 20 tasks Crazy. 50 on foot right. sites and then right. phantom came in and like super super light mm-hmm. uh software to run on your on your pc it and you can run so like many. a thousand tasks uh-huh. and then mm-hmm. as a result because foot site secure like they just didn't have the security that they do today mm-hmm. so people were hitting proportionately equivalent clips so it's like if you were hitting five shoes with your 20 tasks on cyber or whatever then you'd hit you know 500 with 2000 tasks yeah. on yeah. yeah 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 on on phantom so yeah it uh-huh. that uh that big transition that marked the big transition for like scaling numbers of and i think that prompted some of these responses from foot sites is like you said that trying to prevent uh this excess traffic from hitting their origin servers keeping yeah. their costs down as a result so it, it's interesting um one site that uh that i would definitely like to talk like then versus now just in a, in a highly impressive manner is, is supreme um supreme botting what, what are your guys earliest memories of, of botting supreme when you first got into the don't go- ask me dude just sub bot dude on that sub-bot. Site, dude. Yeah. oh okay yeah, when you got into it yeah, sub bot was the king so yeah, yeah. It's just the browser dude 
How about you, Brian? What, uh, like, early Supreme? I got a funny story about Sup Pod, You got to tell me, yeah. I don't know if I should say it on the podcast, but... Maybe don't, then. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it, the it's, most success I The only person who'd get in trouble is potentially me, but it's, it's yeah. The Go best this guy charged back on Sup Pod over <laughs> here. I guarantee no, no, this no. guy charged back I'll on Sup Pod. Yeah. The, the most success I had on Supreme was using a freaking script on my phone. Really? Like, yeah. yeah, dude. You're just you're not a so, you're you're that's what, why you're so pro kiff. My, my products don't pick up, you know, that's my luck. Is is that oh, is yeah. that actually the truth of why you're so pro kiff is because you're it like probably is, it's, it's like your 10, way of getting back at Supreme yeah, I used to hit 10 for never IITs. <laughs> the quality's so much better. It's so way much, better than Supreme. Yeah, probably it could be, dude. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. That's it's funny. it is actually possible <laughs> I will that never uh wear Supreme. I'm trying to my, think. I mean, it was when I got into it, I think Pookie was the Pookie, yep. Um there's just yeah. There's been a lot of transitions. We've gone from Pookie to Ticket. They have this proxy solution now, which yeah. is what's really killing most people. Yeah, my, you know? my I think that Supreme is actually the 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 least changed website as okay, far as botting so yeah. goes from my personal experience. Because when I first came in, like you said, it was Pookie, so it was a different type of security. Um, Capture Bypass was the nice thing. I think. Supreme, oh, I remember when they clipped that, man. Dude, that, that was brutal. The game, yeah. Well, right? before that, you run a thousand tasks or five hundred tasks or whatever. Now uh -huh. you run according to however. Yeah, like browser you tasks. You need captures for everyone. The front end of their site, nothing's changed. Oh yeah, since like twenty seventeen. It's super impressive. They have well, no queue. Yeah. No, no waiting room. No splash page, and they just take all that traffic. You were just talking about that this I morning. Know. It's yeah. just, it, it's just impressive how they just get hit like that, and they can handle it. Their, their site is, is amazing. I mean, it's funny how you, you said, you know, the least changing, and that's true in some regards. But yeah, Supreme, I think, is actually so difficult because of how frequent they make changes. Yeah, very I guess subtle I'm just things, talking from a things, botting perspective. Things that you would never... Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Things from a different, uh, you know, just subtle tweaks to their, their solution, yeah. right? And, I mean, let's talk about this. That little, like, that little add to cart box they added on oh, EU. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Mm -hmm. and, and we US, all thought it was going to... Was I don't think that was on US, it was, was it? It was. it was oh, it was? It was. It was yep. there. Interesting. I carted manually, and I don't, I don't remember actually checking it, but... Yeah, it was okay. there. It was right um, after you clicked it. It was like in that same little space. Yeah, right. right it was like the second button. click. Yep. The SupBot era was, was very interesting. So uh, this is a very brief story, but I, I worked for a company um, doing software development. And oh, I did I a lot this. of, uh, I told you this, yeah. yeah I did I a lot of uh, like um, outreach stuff in the company. Like I would do a lot of stuff for new employees that got brought on and host different events and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, introduce them to management and stuff like that. I helped a lot with this professional development space is kind of what we called it this is these things happen at really big companies yeah you know, like fortune fortune 5 fortune 10 whatever um but as part of that i had sort of this perk where um you could go to sort of like the it center and you could check out various devices that you need and stuff and, <laughs> and so <laughs> and so um i returned all of these of course of course you know i, pl I played it well but subbot was this new thing and i think it was there was like some box logo that it was a box logo drop. And it was what? Swarovski. That was it. That was one of them. Know, I think that's how you Sw say it. Swarovski. Yeah. I know I hit with Sw with Suppet on that. That's awesome. I was I was so pumped up for that drop. So I actually went to sort of like this IT help center they had, and <laughs> oh I, I rented out like ten iPads or something. <laughs> nice. I rented out like a ton Ooh, of iOS big devices, respect. and I I had this responsibility to host these events and stuff. And we would use iPads and stuff sometimes. So I was like, oh yeah, they're they're for these events, you know? Yeah. And so I took them all home and. 
got subbought and installed on all of them. And I, I have a picture of it somewhere. Maybe I can send it to you. But That's I had so like an funny. array of devices <laughs> set up all running subbot on like my home Wi-Fi, I think it was. And, Early um, KSR was just a bunch of subbots. Sub <laughs> <laughs> this is before I think I even had come up with the idea for KSR. But it's so um, funny. And I, I don't even think it didn't 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 really work out that well but did you yeah. hit any <laughs> yeah, did you hit i can't recall oh uh, i'm gonna go which, with which no. is probably a no <laughs> yeah. my assumption probably, is no if you can't recall. i, I want to say I, I think no i didn't hit any swarovski i know that for a fact and you still I, have the devices no no i gave those back. <laughs> i gave those back but it was funny because uh you know, I held on to them for a really long time, and they were like older iOS devices. They yeah. had moved to newer iOS devices because they were more secure, mm. and so they didn't even know that I still had them after like a year or two. Like I was like off the books somehow or something. The so, iPads, yeah. So Jesus. I came in like kind of right before I left and like dropped off these ten iPads, and they're like, I don't think it was ten, maybe it was like five or six, but they were like, I'm embellishing the story, you know. But they were like, Where did you like? Where did you get these? And I was like, I don't know, man. Had them for a long time. You're welcome. Here you go. You know, <laughs> here's do, your doing my here's your diligence. Gen One iPads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that was a very interesting era. And there was also that uh, Vince was talking about, like the Dragon Slayer script. I yeah, think it was. Which I think eventually that probably would have worked if you used that instead. Oh yeah, I know. I tried that actually. I think on a few of them as well, but. Supbot kind of took over the whole device. You yeah, know, you kind of needed it open, but yep. I bet they clipped capture bypass like that was their way. Because uh, think, just think about how much, how many fewer tasks people are hitting the site now. Yeah, yeah. people went from like they scaled down from like a thousand tasks to like fifty. So that probably cut cut costs massively. Cut the traffic down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, captcha is a legitimate tool against bots. Oh stuff, yeah, right? totally. if it's definitely. Used correctly, I mean, you know? even definitely kit, slows them down. Definitely like reduce. It. Yeah, it, yeah. When especially are they if you're talking do like check Exactly. Stop. H captcha. Stop, bro. Can you imagine? Yeah. No H captcha. So, so we. I'll, I'll touch on this briefly. But we talked about Supreme, and you guys were asking me sort of over breakfast, like, how does this thing work? And the way I understand it is like. MechPreme works so well on initial because of their browser modes. Mm -hmm. mm, and the, yep. the reason that is is because Supreme is notorious for, you know, during a big week when they know it's a hype drop, they will make very subtle changes to how, like, the Pookie or the ticket is generated yeah. in terms of, like, the browser data that's needed. Um, and so with, like, a purely request-based bot, it's much harder mm. to adapt to those changes, yep. right? Because you're sort of in a lot of ways kind of coding to what you're going to expect, right? Yeah. At this point, I think a lot of the developers are trying their best with their request mode to sort of adapt to what the change could be. Mm -hmm. But the reason Mech does so well is because they have such a robust browser solution. Uh, and part of this is spec. I mean, I don't work for Mech or anything, but I know yeah. enough to just say this, but um, they have such a robust browser solution. It looks, you know, so much like a, like a human browser, human activity and such that whatever the change is, they're able to adapt to it and they're able to then generate the necessary cookie or whatever it is and end up getting actual checkouts on initial. And then what you'll find is that, you know, a few minutes after the initial drop, Mike or someone from Mech will push a change to the other modes. The, the API, API super yep. mode. Right, because once they see the change, they can say, oh, this is how they're generating it this time. They make a change, and then they're able to generate whatever ticket or whatever mm -hmm. is needed for the remainder of the week. Yep. And that's what makes Supreme so difficult is they will push that change right when the stock right when stock goes it's live. Published, yeah. So, yeah, so you, you have to be ready to load whatever it is at runtime, mm -hmm. at like the, the moment the task or the product drops, the task needs to 
figure out what the adjustment is and do it. Interesting. Um, so props to like, I mean, I just remember sometimes like there would be a hype drop and cyber would just smoke it. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, wow, like they must have had just had a very solid solution for that, you know? Right. And the reality is request bots are way faster. Yeah. Way, I mean, way less resource intensive. You're not loading up a browser. That's one of the issues with Mac is you're limited in how many browser tasks you can actually run, right? Yep. How much you can actually load up. But I don't know. The way you look at it, you can look at it so many different ways. The game has changed now because of the CAPTCHA bypass being clipped. Yep. You have to solve CAPTCHA. And also, so that limits how many tasks you can run. And also, the the proxy protection, yes. which is really what's crazy. killing a lot of people. It's at the point now where they're using a solution on the back end that if your proxy is flagged, you just cannot check out. Yeah. You will get You declined. can do everything up until You will get declined yeah. on every attempt you make, which is why everyone runs localhost. And again, you can only run like 10 to 20 localhost tasks, right? Yep. So there's no running, you know, 500 supreme tasks right off the rip. It's just not feasible at this point. I know. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how, what it's evolved into. You're very lucky if you have DCs that are able to cook on initial because then you can scale up significantly more, yep. right? Depending on how many captures you can solve, et cetera. For but sure. Yeah, that site is uh, just notorious for just those like, you know, those subtle tweaks at the last second. Yeah, they're good, yeah. man. What yeah. about uh, what about Yeezy Supply, dude? Let's talk about that. Let's well, oh, let's man. talk about Yeezy PKS Supply. URL banks. Yeah, yeah, this guy knows about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeezy Supply, dude. They're. Uh, I mean, Me and Garrett would just run for for bricks because we love TKS. Well, <laughs> I love TKS URL banks so much. Like, There's only ten and a halves of uh, cloud whites. Buy them. Like I'm like buy buy buy. Do you remember buy. when you were cleaning out the cream Yeezys? Everyone was clowning you, and then you know made money sold, on them on Yeezy Day. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, the cream three fifties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cream three fifties are a slam dunk. If, oh yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. if you didn't have t uh, Kodai on Yeezy Day, it was just oh my the gosh, luck. that's right. Yeah, yeah Kodai, because right. dude, I remember Kodai on Yeezy Day because it distinctly because remember uh, Yeezy Supply was still Shopify uh -huh. mm -hmm. and Adidas, but Kodai was the only bot that was hitting Shopify. And Adidas, bro. Kodai was cooking the hell out of they Adidas. Adidas? I didn't know yep. that. Yep. Oh, Kodai yeah. cooked the absolute hell out of Adidas. Wow, that was a crazy. And day. Yeezy Supply when Yeezy Supply was Shopify that day, which was which was crazy. Insane. That well, that day was massive. I just remember getting like my TK. I had all my webhooks going from like when it would like I guess cart mm -hmm. like the 750s and stuff, and I would like get the webhook and I would click check on out. the checkout, yep. and then like manual I try to check out and Four just would nine. not let you. Yeah, check yeah. Out. really. Like, no, yeah. I have them. I have five. Yes. Like, well, so bad. I remember that. You just bring up a really good point because that was I would say one of the very first big turning points in the botting scene was when Shopify had this anti-bot solution. Yep. And Kodai was the first bot to actually yeah. be able to get around To it, answer right? that solution. Cyber came around quickly. I remember Dash came around quickly as well with their human mode. Yes, you know? Dash human mode was mm -hmm. cooking, destroying Kith for I a mean, bit. Because yep, Yeezy Supply was the first site to have Checkpoint. Remember how big of a deal that then was? Then they added Checkpoint. I remember when after. Checkpoint, yeah. dude, that first drop with Checkpoint. Somebody yeah. updated super quick on that. But it didn't cyber, work. It was cyber, cyber was but it didn't work. But they updated Somebody's it quick. Worked. TKS or something. Somebody's worked really quick. Uh, it was not deal. not on yeah. not on that. Was that like Lundmarks? not on initial? But I can't remember what that was. Lundmarks, no, it wasn't on marks. It was it was it was a while ago. Before that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they then introduced checkpoint, which I think kind of integrated with everything they still had. But there was just there was. There was a lot of significant drops that happened when yep. anti-bot was a thing, and it was just like you're not going to be able to check out, you know. And that was that was the first time I think we started seeing this sort of pushback from the retailers. I know. know?
That was that was definitely a pivotal time. It was, yeah. Um, because even even the Travis Scott Jordan ones shock drop, no protection, right on his website. Uh, when when he shock dropped, I don't think they had the, that during then. the Super Bowl. I don't think protection was a thing yeah. then. Or during the was That's it dur- was it during the Super Bowl? There was or one on his site Grammys. that wasn't Grammys. Done. Grammys. Well, yeah, Grammys. I, I remember. Grammys. I think it was Mohawk had tweeted. Uh, oh yeah. That that. Anytime there was a Travis drop after Antibot was introduced, they yeah. had like the highest level of protection. And he claimed always that there was a level of protection that no one had seen before that had only been deployed on a Travis release at one point. Yep. Because that site was just, yeah. They, it was impossible to bot all the stops at a, out. At a point. Yeah. Yep. And still, basically, yeah. And then, dude, we see that now that like that's the current state of Shopify botting mm-hmm. is when Shopify really wants to pull out. All the stops to stop bots, they they do it. I almost wonder if that protection they had on the Travis sites is similar to like when they do the concept stuff. Oh yeah, you know they'll do it on a custom site, but then Mm -hmm. you'll try to use that site, you just can't ATC on it. Yeah. Uh Well, there's so many different variables now. You got to think, you know. I mean, they got new domains. Yep. They got questions on the ATC. They got HCAPTURE with a question. Yeah. Proxy protection. You got proxy protection. You still have antibot, which is still a thing. Yeah. You got to check out CAPTURE potentially. And there's just so many things that can go wrong too, you know. And because they kind of switch it up, like they'll do password page, no question, password Uh page. H like they just switch it up with everything yeah with enough frequency that they they do a good job on like their special collabs and special releases that you can tell like a team might be assisting the retailer with the release Mm -hmm. they uh they do a good job they they really do do a a good job getting the pairs in the hands of manual users so Mm -hmm. props to shopify man and and that's that is uh i mean god they're they're godly with how much traffic they can handle it's insane Mm -hmm. um yeah, Yeezy, Yeezy supply transition uh, to, to current current Yeezy supply, obviously on, on the manware, and yep. it's just like the dash show, man. It's been it's been oh, a few yeah. months since like da- November. Yeah. It's been all all dash, like well, which is not really yeah. wrath. Um, yeah, wrath, wrath, wrath has been performing actually pretty well. Ours was good in November. And Dude, you haven't heard, up haven't until heard November. Since December. Yeah, it's yeah up until I think November. Since December. What was this? Yeah. Polaris. Polaris. Yeah. Dash has been. But th- I'm not. I'm not saying that no other bots have touched since December. I'm saying that it's been the Dash show yeah. since December on Yeezy job. Supply, and that's just mm-hmm. the truth. He's Dude. just saying that because of this past release, you know. Oh, yeah, oh I think Wrath did the best a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dash is getting the reputation, though, for yeah, sure. Dash for is sure. crushing Easy Supply. Crushing. Dude, yeah. I mean, what we were sitting there in the office when it was going down, and it was like within a minute, oh, we're at 2,000 checkouts. checkouts. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think Hunter got like six out of 7,000 pairs the other day. Insane. With Dash, like it, yeah. uh, it, it, it really has Dude, been. One more drop. Creams, let's go, Dash. Yeah, Creams, 700 With Easy Supply, you know they're going to ship. So that's it's not it. like you're worried about it's it. It's like the last frontier yeah, of, it's, of... It's about of, what FedEx does, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Y- there's ridiculous. no reason, though, I've learned like since that time. Run your freaking name, dude. Like, yeah. Just run to I don't the know. Some, some people... You buy bands name, Some people though. still have band problems. Have yeah. A, have Zip code that. bands and stuff. Yeah, which is, which is bands a newer thing real. that I've never actually encountered. I think my profiles just are... I've made them robust enough, but they're still a thing. People said Butterboy Nova moved... 
to avoid a zip code ban. That's I, what I heard. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like you'd have to hit so many for that to occur. Yeah. He's in like New York City, so that seems like Vince, a very bannable Vince has zip like code. Twenty different addresses. Though, yeah. So you do have a lot of addresses. Run my one address on Easy Supply with He's, my real last really? name, and then maybe my. It depends kind of on how many you hit, though. Yeah. You know, so Easy you're not going to hit a hundred. The odds of you hitting a hundred. Easy Supply has been blessing, dude. Being one of the last websites to like actually ship and fulfill orders yeah. like that. I yeah, I don't know. It's they, nice. Yeah, and uh, thankfully, still been a lot of profitable Yeezys too, which is which is doper. Mm-hmm. I would say enough of them. Four fifties, yeah. Yeah, four fifties are very, sick. There's a black. Uh, you see the black pair of four fifties coming mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they should do well, dude. Uh, I w- let's, let's talk about the shoes we have on feet today. More more so, Brian's. I kind of want to like uh, spotlight these just because there's a little bit uh, more significance to his pair of shoes. So. Um, when we first started GF and F, uh, me with like the worst creative design sense in the, in the world, uh, I, I just threw together like a, a quick logo uh-huh. color palette just from a, like a basic logo making website. Remember? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it got, the, it, job done, it got the job done. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, it was fine. Um, fine way to, to, to first get our names out there. But then we, we knew we wanted to at least redo the color. I think it was like a gradient logo. So we want to do like a solid color. I'm like, okay, yeah. how are we going to like, choose a color palette that you know for for our logo well I, I i said i wanted it to be i think we, we also we wanted it to be something unique we wanted to try and yes. be as unique as possible but i think i brought up like let's see if we could model this after like a, a, a really high shoe a and a very limit like yeah like a like a travis scott level shoe jordan or, one or something of that nature and exactly i we looked at the igloo color and we were like i don't really see any other groups having this i don't oh, see anyone else right? having this it was sick I, I don't. Oh, those shoes. I don't the think igloos. Had, I, I, I think you did. Those, I think you were yeah. the one that suggested igloos first. Of course, because I owned the shoe and it was so sick. Yeah, really? I, don't, I don't think Vince had any say in this discussion. Yeah, but, you're wrong. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we ended up going with the igloo color, and uh, Vince just kind of came uh-huh. along for the ride. You yeah, know, so. I, I think that Vince actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember it. Vince being the one to actually br- uh, first show me I the igloos, dude. Yeah. I didn't did have the igloos. Yeah, I hadn't even. Yeah, I didn't know much of these. Are like godly as hell. I'm and what's the? It's a rust pink is that the other yeah, one from yeah, the sure. is it were they a the pack art, from the art basel down in florida oh yeah okay they did the the year after those i think they did like the florida colorway like the orange the and green. oh yeah Miami. Nice. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. i think that was at yeah. the same art event yeah that's sick yeah, yeah one it's like a holy grail i mean of mine especially just because of the significance it has for gf and f and the brand i i would love to i don't know it's if i could nice I, shoe yeah oh they're sick dude. it's an interesting shoe because it's it's not very like I, I wouldn't say it's very loud yeah and yeah. so you know we kind of went around to some sneaker stores in columbus this weekend and you could tell the people that knew what it was were like, yeah. holy shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was turning yeah. heads. But there was a lot of people, I think, that just didn't w- were also sneaker enthusiasts, but they just, just didn't know. No, you know? right. Because it yeah. wasn't, it didn't have a zip tie, you know, well, or it wasn't off white so, or whatever. It, it's and one it of those on shoes. Well, yeah. It, yeah. nobody knew. I mean, yeah. That's it. It's just one of those shoes that, like, you could argue is like, too rare for its own good. Like it's right. so rare right. that a lot of people are just like, "Wait, what is that? I didn't even know those dropped." Like sometimes yeah. Vince will show yeah. me dunks like that randomly. Be like, "Dude, you see these? They dropped like three months ago, and none of it, and no one knew about well, it." Gary- it'll just be like yeah. a, it'll just be a special like like fifty pairs were made for some random shop somewhere. Like the casinos, yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. yeah. I mean, you had said like if From Brian is walking around, yeah, if Brian is walking around in trophy rooms, right? Everyone would know what I they are. Every- you said yeah. that, yeah, yeah. and it's like no, no, you know, these are subtle, you know. There's you they're so they're, sick. They're, they're kind of classier. You know that I mean? is a. I said you would walk those shoes. You would walk out of a roll or a, 
uh, not a Rolex, a Rolex, uh, Rolls Royce. Yeah, uh-huh. but like the trophy, trophy rooms. rooms, you'd walk out of like a Lambo in or something. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, just because they're yeah, yeah, because I mean, they're just louder. Like, those yeah. are so subtle, like you know, tech, like class. You know, they're I great quality it. too. Yeah. Very yeah. Good dude, the quality. leather's dude, like it's so butter soft. And it's so thick. It's on, on, the, yeah. on the yeah, yeah, the heels it's very, very good quality. Yeah. yeah, I did my own legit check on these, and everything checked out. You know, so yeah. I'm very, I, you know, one of the benefits of ha- wearing size 14 is that it's rare. I think that you will find like a fake size yeah, 14. A, a lot of replicas making, only go up to size 11 yeah, or size 12. Or, yeah. Or I've seen 13, but yeah. I've never seen a Not 14. Not much demand for a 14 to create them. Right. Yeah. The, the well, problem with that is though, is that it's very hard to find, find them. them. And yeah. especially yeah. in a shoe that's very limited, you'll see the prices usually significantly Somebody higher, higher because it's so niche. Somebody you know? commented on that store where you guys went, they took a picture of them uh-huh. and they're like, I doubt that's a 14 probably really 13. did you see because who you actually find a did you see yeah. who actually commented on that no. the fullback for the buffalo bills he goes in that. there yeah he yeah. goes in there a lot yeah that I might have been him lives. did he say he needed the 14 uh oh. no there was another guy that said oh, that okay. i think but he commented and was like with some heat he you goes know, in but, there a lot yeah was that yesterday Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I didn't yeah, because I was I was, we were in a sneaker store yesterday, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. they they took a picture of them and stuff. They do these sneaker pics and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, I looked at the comments later, and I saw this guy who who had a blue check yeah. next to his name. I'm like, who the hell is this? You mm-hmm. know, so I went and looked, and that's cool. Buffalo that's Bills. cool. Yeah, pretty interesting. In the pictures, huh. it, it yeah. is like a, if you know, you know type of shoe. Where if you yeah. see someone wearing those like rust pinks, you're like, what the hell? Like, who yeah. is this person? Yeah, never seen right. those in hand. The oh, Spanx. oh, me neither. Yeah, yeah, still never seen them. This is my first time seeing igloos. They're both um, as as high, you know valuable yeah and as yeah, le- they're like sure. legend status yeah. too yeah. i would really cool. like to get the soul fly ones i think those are very I had nice those, the green and orange yeah, and yeah. Don't they have a little like etching on the they have a soul fly logo i they think do. On yeah the, on the heel black maybe or white or i something? think it's just embedded hmm. oh okay. i think it's just et- I had two etched pairs into the leather and they just never went up yeah well really they probably are now probably but at the time i was like i don't like to think to about soulfly because my latest memory yeah. of soulfly is the yeah. is the tens yeah. Yeah. are you still holding those no okay <laughs> let's just say let's just say there were a lot of people that made a lot of profit off those shoes that. yeah and, i and sold those for like 950 yeah or like 940 i think i, I can't made about that was on bucks. ebay right on ebay i, can't believe they I think dude I made he about paid bucks. and he never what did you do you i made about 50 bucks solid oh. lunch money the rest no comment <laughs> i i sold them uh with like 30 30 day shipping and uh the guy paid right away and he never never messed with me or asked for a refund or anything so that was the drop where i feel like it just stunned everyone for a good 10 seconds because we saw it come through the monitors it was like yeah yeah, like like soulfly jordan collab thousands of pairs no one knew about it right it was thousands of pairs we Uh didn't know yeah we didn't expect it jordan one similar colorway oh Oh, oh, we would have known about that probably like didn't have like an engraving it was tan or something i just remember chaddington Popping into the chat, just flaming everyone because it was a Jordan 10. Calling them bricks, yeah. And I was like, okay, Chaddington, we know you bought like 20 of them, <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. No it's disrespect. Funny. Love Chaddington. Yeah, for sure, of course. He's a great guy. Um, yeah, man, That's cool. Let's uh, let's hit this week's leaks. There's uh, a few leaked uh, rumored shoes, confirmed shoes coming up that... Uh, that I, I think will make waves and are, are definitely worth talking about. So first one being, uh, we saw them, uh, LeBron wear them for the All-Star game, the University Gold Off-White. It's like a canary yellow. Air Force One? Uh, yeah, Off-White yeah. Air Force One. Um, what do you guys think about them, and do you think that they're actually going to release to the public? 
Dude, that Canary Yellow collection has been teased for so long. You've seen mm-hmm. a lot of Off White that's just never released. Yeah, yeah. they released. I have no idea. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. I what, don't know if they'll ever. I don't know though. Typically, when LeBron, I feel like LeBron when he shows off a shoe, they do release. They do you usually so? release because he usually gets the early like pairs. I find you know, like I remember that. he wore the Green Lobsters a few days before they came he out. He wore so. the Bodega White FNF High Dunk Highs. Mm. Oh, I don't he wore the that. CPFM wow. Air Maxes before. Mm. He yes. wore the Green CPFM Air Dunks, Air the Vapor Maxes, Vapor Maxes. Those are so oh, sick, Vapor dude. Maxes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He wore the Green CPFM Dunks. Remember. The, the sparkle ones. He did. He yeah. Oh yes, yeah. he did wow. wear those. Those are crazy. Yep, dude's crazy, man. Um, so the the only thing with the pictures cool. of him in the All Star game that made me think like maybe these aren't gonna actually the release. Virgil sign yes, is Virgil like hand wrote all over the the midsole on them? Oh, which, like one world and stuff. Yeah, yeah he would just here, write, and, like he wrote his name. Yeah, he he wrote. Uh, I don't. I don't. Yeah, think. it said but, Virgil was here. I which could have Virgil was here. Signed or something. Yes, just put that on. You know, obviously when it's signed, but. Right, put it on crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it could go either way. That to me, at first, made me think that they weren't actually going to release, yeah. and it was just a, a one of one like sample yeah, pair that he he possible. gifted to LeBron. Um, or it's possible that we see we see them release, but they're, they're fire, dude. They're they're, they're loud. Sure, yeah. Um, it's just a it yeah, it's it's Remind crazy. Me very much of the MCAs, so much color, so. You know? Well, and and it's like MCAs are kind of like a, a blue that you wouldn't really wear, generally speaking, and these yellows are kind of the same thing. Like you wouldn't very really loud. wear that yellow normally, but because of what they are and they've got that grail status that yeah. uh, you you know people are yeah. proud for them to pop that much mm-hmm. yeah um they'll do crazy numbers if they do oh. drop dude they'll do mca numbers for sure they'll yeah. be a- absolutely wild did you guys see uh british khaki travis scott jordan Sixes. six have yeah. you seen They're these big? um i believe so yes yeah yes what do you guys think about them full family yeah. sizing are they doing yeah. okay? Yeah, preschool toddler, nice. Because Travis posted a picture on Instagram and it was of his daughter. Do- it was his daughter's pair, and they're like infants. Let's tiny. go. Okay. Yeah, I like them more than the olives. Gary. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. You know, I, go ahead. I, I'll resell them. I don't think I'll wear them. Yeah. A yeah. lot of the Travis shoes, I'm, I'm kind of starting to lose lose my love for. Like I have yeah. Travis sixes, the olives, and I never wear them. Right. And we've talked about this before. The Jordan 6 just isn't really a lifestyle model. Shoe, well, I yeah, no. In, I had it in my hand the other day, and Heavy. I was like, what is the bottom of this it's shoe? It's insane, yeah, right? I'm going to jump off the ground in uh-huh. this shoe. Yep. It was well, so chunky. I was like, is this fake? Dude, I wanted you to touch it because I thought it was fake. Well, it's, it's one of those like, shoes that it's like, that's you funny. can't really slip into them, you know? Yeah. And they, they yeah. kind of have an odd shape to them, and you can't, if you're going to lace them up, you kind of got to lace them up like... Tight, tight, you know, yeah. like kind of. Yeah. It's just one of those shoes that I won't wear you know it. you can't necessarily put them on like this per se. Exactly. Know? I always say like I got clowned for calling uh, Jordan Six is a performance shoe. It's like I know that modern clown for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I know modern players just, aren't performing in them, but like it's still a performance silhouette. I, you, I mean, I don't know how you're getting good performance well, you're, out of that shoe. Oh, was it you that tried clowning uh, me for probably. that? Probably. Oh, dude, no. It's like, it's. I'm not saying that they're currently the top performers in the NBA that players are. I'm just saying that like, you look at it, yeah, Jordan 6, Jordan 12, like these are more performance silhouettes. The higher, the ankle's higher and tighter. It's just, you know, they're more performance dedicated than yeah. the Jordan 1 and the Jordan 4 and, you know, other models like that. They're, they're, that's my contrast that I'm drawing. It's just yeah. an odd shoe to have on your feet, to be honest, unless you're I don't love I don't know how you run in that. Shoe. I'm not oh, a Jordan gosh. Six guy. They, they kind of yeah. feel like boots, honestly. When yeah, I, I put them on, they kind of feel like boots in a way. 
Right. That's my take. But yeah. I, I think they'll flip really well. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Because the yeah. color's sick. It's, they're, they're, they're and really they're clean. Travis. Yeah, and they're so Travis. They'll, they'll be solid, you know, but yep. I don't know. I, I had a thing for a while where, you know, Travis Scott was kind of one of the influences that got me into this whole thing. And so I wanted to have, like, every Travis shoe, you know. But yeah. lately, I don't know. Like, the ones, a must-have for me. Of course. The, the Jordan 1 lows, another must-have. But, like, the sixes. Cactus trail. Eh. Let's get cactus, cactus trails. trails. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the latest two. Air Force he did with the patchwork. It's a nice shoe, but you know I have a pair and I never wear them. Right. So I don't know. I'm starting to kind of. I'm also in a phase where I'm kind of starting to kind of slim down my collection and whatnot. But yeah, definitely major major resell on these for sure. Agreed. Hundred yep. percent. It's a no brainer. D- um, did you guys see the Yeezy 350 V2 Mono Pack? Is what yeah. it's called. Yep, that's cool. It's almost yep. like a skeleton, like yeah, you get transparent yeah. sides or translucent, whatever. Yeah. You can see through the sides, see like the skeleton on the upper and whatnot. They're they're pretty cool. Yeah. I, I I think that they'll do pretty well. Um, it almost reminds me of when the Static 350 V2s released, because mm-hmm. remember, like it's still technically a 350 V2, but the Statics marked like this new era of 350 yeah. V2s, where like um, the stripes were translucent. The laces were different. Yeah, they had different, the static right. reflective material woven in more. Uh, and then they started getting rid of like the back heel tabs. Like there's just the, the current 350 V2s are significantly different than 350 if V2s this- prior to static. So who knows? Maybe we'll see more 350 V2s that are like this mono see through style. If drops mm-hmm. in the like summer months, it'll be a big hit. It's going to bang. It's oh, it's color. like a white, yeah. mostly it's in the white. Cream, like basically, winter, yeah. Like why are you dropping yeah. now? Yeah. But yeah, it would be a really good shoe, I think, for resale. I think yeah. that those are going to slap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, every time I think about the 350, it just, I get sad, man, just because I feel like, I don't know. That silhouette, we talked about it this weekend. The yeah. Earth tones, yeah. all the earth tones and everything. It's just like there's so many of them. And it, it yeah. used to be, I mean, when I first, one of the first Yeezys that I witnessed being dropped, yeah. I don't say one of the first, but it was when they did the statics. Yeah. Right. And prior to that, you know, every 350 V2 was a banger. Yep. You know what I mean? If it yep. had Sply 350 on the side, forget um, about it. You know, it was, minus yeah. maybe like the frozen yellows and, and maybe the all those zebra restocks, but all the black variants. Yep. I mean, they were just bangers. The yeah. V1s, wow. You know, and yeah. now it's just like, they're still good shoes for sure. I like them. They're very comfortable, but I don't know. It's just, we'll I, see I, every a, time we'll see a Sply again. We yeah. will, yeah. And yeah. the bread restock was was very nice. It was but it's just like, man, like they're just. Yeah. That's the three fifty is how Adidas makes their money from yeah. the Easy brand. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, like you know, you get the limited four fifties foam runners. This is how they are maintaining the hype. They've done a good job. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to actually like other, some of the other models more than three fifties. Yeah, know, some of the other stuff they're doing. Same. I think is, Cool. I saw those foam runners like on someone was wearing, and I was like, uh-huh. "Those are actually pretty sick." Yeah, they're unique as well. Gotta have cool socks with them, though. Yeah. Right. Yep. Simpson socks. I wear them. Some yeah. Simpson socks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Lastly, on on this week's leaks Love for these. Cause Sakai oh, yeah, Blazer Low. First so Sakai sick, for me. Yeah. Personal. Yeah, First you're gonna get them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What? Uh, they're super colorful. Um, yeah, I love that. What are all the colors on them again? There, it was just there's a, multiple. There's multiple variations. Oh, are they? Oh, really? Yeah, there are. They, no, there's multiple. That's standard. They usually do that. Yeah. Let's yep. go. Yeah, they do two, right? Oh, yeah, I think it was two. two. Three, I yeah, I think this. Was it's two. cool that I, they're incorporating cause into this. So, oh, so yeah, I love that. A three-way collab, dude. Yeah, that's insane. Now we need to get the cause fours before those. Yeah. Cause fours, right? I I have the Sakai Blazer highs, and they're great shoes. I was a little disappointed just because 
I don't know, they're kind of, they're hard to wear. They're hard to yeah. get into, you yeah, know, yeah. just because of the nature of all the stuff on the shoe. Yep. And they've been doing that, you know, like the vapor waffles, like the the, well, the, the heel shoots out an extra like two. It's like crazy. a duck bill. It's, I don't know. Yeah. it's crazy. So crazy. Yeah. But these lows, yeah. I don't know. I haven't. I've seen so quite crazy. a few pictures. I really like them. Yeah, they're really great. like. Hell them. yeah, that, that blue colorway, that kind of sky sky blue colorway. Yes, yes. it's gonna be real big. When are they supposed to come out? Uh, do we have Dude, rumor? It was oh. just teased like last week. This is yeah. like fresh. So yeah. I think maybe this Sick. fall. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a while. Oh, yeah. I hope not the fall. Highly Dude, anticipated. Let's go. While. They'll come around. So sick though. Oh my gosh. For sure. All right, cool. Well, that uh, that's about it for me. So I Let's think go. we're, we're good to wrap Sick. this one up. It was a fun one. Right. Really appreciate you guys coming out. Okay, Obviously. Yeah, I got to have you guys out way more often. So it yeah, was cool. fun. Sure, Seriously. Yeah. All you guys love me to death. And uh, yep. yeah, this was a good one. Cheers. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank so. you guys. Yep. Sweet.